0: We're live with a completely unnecessary podcast. We're back! December 2nd, Wednesday, 2015, alongside Ian Ferguson. Hello! I'm Pat Conjury. We're going to run down the topics for you. We'll be talking about a soiree. A soiree of gaming, video game news. Maybe some wrestling uh, going on in there. Retro stuff, modern game stuff. We'll be discussing the Sam Pepper uh, prank video about kidnapping and killing a best friend. Talking about rooster teeth going after journalists. Uh, and reviewer Jeff Gertzman uh, about the new Fallout 4. We'll be talking about uh, Kotaku complaining about being blacklisted by video game companies. Uh, also talking about Google trying to even out the, the balance of fair use versus copyright complaints. We'll be discussing a Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball 3 not coming to the U.S. We'll also be talking about the PSP shutting down operations in 2016. Uh, The Wii U having a huge day for Target on Black Friday with their bundle. Nintendo opening an eBay store. The FF Fantastic Four sequel probably canceled. What a shock. WWE in the shitter. The Captain America Civil War trailer. The new Batman v Superman trailer. And your Q&A. But first, we have a sponsor, Ian. We do. And now a message
1: from said sponsor, Embraceware. Hey guys, Jerry here from Embraceware saying congrats on the successful NES Marathon. You guys rock. Ian, excellent ad reads. We had a great response, so thank you. As always, we're inviting anyone interested in providing us with feedback on upcoming games in development to email us at insiders at embraceware.com for more info. Also, if you have an iOS device and would like a copy of our game Shuttle Scuttle, we're giving out free redeem codes if you email us as well. That's embraceware, W-A-R-E.
0: Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. And he was also, yeah, he was also a proud sponsor of the sixth annual NES Marathon. It seems like it happened two months ago, but it it was only a week and a half. Yeah,
1: I don't really remember
0: it. It was a very, if you Mm can say there was an NES Marathon that was subdued, I think it was mostly subdued versus past ones.
1: Eh, I think the second year was the most subdued marathon we ever had.
0: In terms of what happened on screen or in terms of moments?
1: just in terms of both. I think, I, I don't know the distinction between the two. I
0: think I was just so dead that even if I wanted to like, have done something like a power pad thing, I just didn't have it in me. So that was probably part of it too. Um, being that the, all the drama leading up to it in uh, the week and the hour before. I was going
1: to say there was a little bit of stress starting it off. Um, so usually we start off with a bang, but I think we were, we were still dealing with issues. Um, so there was, yeah. we, 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 weren't fully in like, let's have a good time mode yet. And then you were tired, so you got tired early. Um, we finished. I mean, it finished amusing and strong. It is strong. I mean, like it does every year. The end of it is always, you know, the most fun. The last like eight hours. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a subdued marathon. I don't think it was a bad
0: one, but it was definitely I, uh, well, thanks to everyone to watch by the way and donate. It was the most successful one yet. We yes. ended up at I think the final tally. You could have given until I think a few days ago twenty one thousand five hundred and change. So that's over 1,000 more than last year. Yep. So that's that's fantastic. So that brings a total um, NES Marathon tally. To just probably, probably somewhere around ninety ninety one thousand 91,000 over the six years, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I'm happy we did it. The technical issues were due to the fact that we were trying to stream to both YouTube and Twitch at the same time. Okay. And we were using an intermediary, web, inter, intermediary website, which I think was compressing the hell out of it. Um, that's and why probably, we kept
1: getting that artifacting. Yeah, there was
0: artifacting. That was not on our Because when we tested, we tested it two days before, three days before. Oh, no, two days before on the Thursday, oh, okay. and it was fine. Yeah. Was so smoothies, smoothies we, we learned a harsh harsh lesson that maybe it was tougher than we thought. Um, maybe you'd rather do it directly from the computer, but you would need a powerhouse computer to really do that. My computer would have froze up if I tried to stream to two different places from the computer. No, no
1: offense uh, to YouTube, but, I mean, in the end, Twitch was where most of the people were going to be viewing Yeah, it. oh, yeah.
0: Um, Twitch was featuring us, and thanks again for doing that this year. Last year, it didn't happen. This year, they featured us. Um, and I think we capped out at six thousand viewers at one time at the max, like Sunday morning, something like that. But most, but more, it was more viewers than last year overall. I didn't check the stats, but we averaged probably 3,000 for a lot of it, and that's probably forty percent more than last year, fifty percent more. Yeah, I think in know. previous
1: years, you know, if we were hitting fifteen hundred viewers at any given time, that was the highlight.
0: Yeah, uh, or we would get to two twenty five hundred, but that was during the peak. But the peaks for this were double. Like, yes. It was just ridiculous, um, but no, there was. There, I wrote down the, the NES marathon moments. There were some. It wasn't as many as last year, but there was like eight or nine that were funny. Uh, Archon was funny. Maybe Battle Chess was us actually thinking about having a real chess game while people were watching. Probably <laughs> realized how un- interesting that was to other people. And I, you know, I wrote down about eight or nine label upgrades and twenty-two card upgrades. Silver Surfers totally dead, and the, and the Treasure Master uh, is totally dead. It was so gunked up, which is funny because I did buy a label upgrade from last year, I think, and. I, I really should have tested it or looked at.
1: You need to get the new Silver Silver Surfer because I am fairly well, certain with three years in a row we've had issues.
0: Well, I have one in the box in the garage. Oh, That's okay. the funny part. Or actually, there might be one. The, no, it's in the garage. One in the box. So I'll just swap that out uh, for now because that game's now like a twenty-five dollar game loose somehow. Um, so, but Treasure Master, I'll just spend like eight bucks and get a new one and then mm-hmm. tell someone that wants it. Oh, here for two bucks it doesn't work. and Just for a filler. Just a sh- someone said they could reburn reburn the ROM, but no, it's the pins were just corroded. There was so much gunk on it. Sometimes it's like gets fungus on or a gunk that corrodes the pins. But other than that though, there's only been a handful of games that we never got to work. Ghostbusters from one year that we eventually got to work, to Silver Surfer, the Stunk Kids. Um the Chiller with the Bad ROM, but I remember I bought that new one for the first year and it came just in time. Yep. Uh but anyway. any other memories of this marathon? It seems like it was a blur. Like I mean, I know stuff happened, but it was I was such not in the state where I should have been to even uh to go through a lot of it. You know, I I don't remember large chunks of it to be honest. Uh,
1: I mean, honestly, the Tecmo the Tecmo Bowl game was was oh yeah, that's was, was yeah. pretty darn memorable. Wow,
0: did I get fucked? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you got fucked in pro wrestling
0: too. Oh oh yeah, really? Yeah yeah. Well, I, well, I want to look into how that program was slender uh, okay. versus Starman uh, sure. attacks being being nerfed.
1: Okay. Um, I also helped it under 15 goals, which is a pretty big accomplishment, actually, for, for ice hockey for me. Well, I was on top of my
0: game, but uh, the technical football thing, yep. Uh, David Meg, uh yeah, stop fumbling. How about that? That'd, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, and then uh, the Kickstarter launched the same day as the marathon for the book, Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library. And I'm really uh, happy of the support it's getting. Thank you guys uh, for doing it. I'm actually reformatting the book right now. Uh, to make it look a little bit nicer. And so the digital version will be hopefully out by the end of the year, if not early New Year. And at that point, it gets sent off to the printer to be shipped in March, probably, because it takes probably nine weeks to come back. Um, so if you're interested in a copy, the Kickstarter is going to go till December 22nd. It's at ultimateNES.com. Check it out. Good times. I'm sorry about international shipping and why it's so expensive, but I can't. I I don't control the prices. It's expensive to ship anything over like a pound and a half anywhere. You just you, you, you got to throw them in those priority mailer boxes, and it's like 65 bucks to Europe. I can't do anything about it. People are saying this is ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, I agree, it's ridiculous. Can't do anything about it. So there's always a digital copy if you don't want to...
1: Courier yourself, Pat. Just get on a plane. Just,
0: just, just ship them all myself. Just Santa Claus it yourself. <laughs> um. So, anything, anything else going on in your personal life? My TV woes are over. Uh,
1: well, I mean, you did know. Did you,
0: you see the peanut special that was on? I think it the 50th anniversary of the Peanuts Christmas special this year. Is it 65? Uh, uh, yes, should be. It was uh, on Monday. It was on, it's, it's on earlier every year, it seems. I don't yeah, remember no, ever I, being on in November before.
1: I have it in like five different formats.
0: I'll watch it on my own terms. It's a little early. Isn't it early to show it in November? Yeah. November yeah. 30th? That's kind of crazy.
1: Although my buddy did get me. Uh, Finally, I I own it. He got me uh, my two favorite Christmas albums. He got me a Charlie Brown Christmas. uh, It's Christmas Charlie Brown on vinyl. And there was a green pressing that they did like two years ago. And he found it for me.
0: I have the, uh, the, the pack. There's a DVD that came with the CD soundtrack. I have that out there.
1: I have the CD soundtrack somewhere too, but this is the the vinyl pressing. And then he he got me the Vandals Christmas, which is a punk Christmas album, and it's it's fantastic. But no, I mean in my life, what I I work retail. I had a good Thanksgiving. I hope you did too. Uh, was our, our Thanksgiving consisted of uh, homemade pierogies and sopes, and uh, somehow, even though there was nothing to stuff, we still had stuffing on the table. Um, Black Friday was actually for us. Uh, busy. It was great sales, but everyone was really well behaved. I didn't have any assholes. No or... fake little
0: Samson No, no
1: fake little Samson's. No one trying to slip one by me when it's busy. Um, so, I mean, that's where I'm at. Work is going to get real, real busy here as the owner and his wife have a baby, but everything's pretty much good on my end.
0: Sure. So we're going to start with something that is more YouTube news, but I um, wanted to bring this up. We, we brought up Sam Pepper before on, on uh, the show. Uh, he's a really big YouTube star. He does prank uh, videos. We brought up the prankvasion stuff before, uh, because of, of um, full screen going after a guy to take down the the video criticizing it. H three H three Productions. We brought right. it before. Um, he was uh, Sam Pepper was on I think Big Brother UK and is big for these quote unquote prank videos. And and this video he just did recently. It's pretty revolting. I'll describe it real quick. I'm not going to bring the fact that it's revolting. That's not the main point why I'm bringing it up. Because in this video, it, it, it co-stars, in quotes, two Vine stars. I mean, and there's Vine stars that come up. Guys who do funny Vine videos that are six seconds long. Um, so basically, um, there's two people. Uh, uh, Sam Goldbach and Colby Brock were involved. Brock was in on the prank. Uh, so the video begins uh, where... Um, and please don't watch it. Don't give this guy any more money um or, or watch it with ad block. Uh car pulls up with both uh Colby and Sam, they're friends, and then um they get out pretending something's wrong in the car. And so it's a staged uh staged uh kidnapping. So uh Sam Sam gets hooded and and stuffed to the trunk of the car, screaming for his life as he would be. Mm-hmm. Uh this it was not it was not staged. This was real. Like if, if this was if this was acted, the guy's the best actor of our generation. So it, it cuts to they're on a rooftop, and both friends, uh, Sam, who is not in on it, and then Colby uh, has a hood o- over his head. And they're sitting next to each other, and then there's another hooded man with a re- looks like a revolver. And un- and then unhoods um, uh, Sam, who's basically obviously pleading for his life, um, and then his friend, life his friend, he points a gun at his friend. And Sam's saying, you know he's 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 my everything like it, it it it's heartbreaking watching this it's um and then he it must be a blank he shoots him in the head he thinks, and then of course Sam loses his fucking mind that his friend gets shot in front of him and then um it's like twenty seconds go by there's all this dramatic music when it gets shot in the production area I think to show off sad it is and then show the guys the the guys dist- the guy's basically having um probably a traumatic sort of uh almost in shock. Um, and then the friend takes off the hood and say, oh dude, it was a, it was a, it was a prank. It was a prank. And then he hugs him. And obviously though, he's like, "What? The, like the, it was real. You can't fake it. Like he was, it took him like 30 seconds to even realize what the hell was going on. He was in such shock. Uh, this guy. And then it cuts to whatever, a couple of days later, all three of the people involved, uh, Sam Pepper, Sam, uh, who, uh, Sam Goldbach, who was not in on it. And Colby Brock, who was the friend in on it. It's like, oh, it was cool. It was a prank. He's fine. Um, and there was a lot of backlash from his fans. Uh, th- this has gotten mainstream news, Ugh. and rightfully so. I feel and fucking sick. It's I feel bad watching because even I was like, I hate to say, it, I was tearing up watching just the reaction of the friend, like thinking about it, why did if you even through a- watch it. Well, I wanted to be able to talk about it. Uh, I want to be able to talk about it, um, and the fact that it wasn't. It wasn't like someone was physically hurt. Obviously, the emotional damage to this person. The same Golbach? Who knows? Because uh, even if you say you're fine, that was an extremely traumatic experience. Oh, people um, are so
1: fucked up. So
0: people were trying to get a petition made to uh, get his U- uh, YouTube. His YouTube won't be taken down, uh, uh, but to get his Twitter unverified verified and things like that. Um, so obviously, you know, you, you can you can make whatever videos you want, and that's not the point. Obviously, it's it's disgusting he made the video, and I won't get into it. But the felonies were. C- A felony, you can make an argument, was committed when making this video. Uh, False imprisonment, kidnapping, uh, assault, uh, terroristic threats. I mean, depending on how a prosecutor, you could go after him. Obviously, the guy, uh, Sam, who was the victim, Sam Gobach, probably wouldn't prosecute, but there's crimes committed in the making of this video. Uh, That's one argument for taking the video down. If you want to get the video flagged for for promoting terrorism, you you technically could. Uh, This was as horrible as any uh, real... uh, Video of a of a prisoner with uh, whether it's a uh, Al Qaeda or ISIS, uh, with you know, it, it's just as horrifying. Uh, that's not what I'm going to talk about, though. I'm going to get on the fact that, first of all, what co- type of friend is this Colby Brock to do this to his friend? Well,
1: yeah, that's the first thing that would come up. Uh, like, I mean, I mean, you can get together and say everything's fine on a YouTube channel, but that not. that is going to create a permanent rift. Not just that. I mean, Even if psychologically,
0: done. if this Sam Golbach, the victim of this says he's fine, he ain't fine. No, he's not. I mean, if you see his reaction, like... He I thought, don't want to, but... It's, but it's, it's, it's horrifying.
1: A, a, a react... A, a
0: prank or not, the reaction is still real. Oh, it was horrifying. It was absolutely horrifying. Like it, like, it, like I said, it was not acted. Um, it, He thought his friend was killed in front of him. Um, So that was pretty bad. But this is what I want to talk about, though. Where is the outrage from the big YouTubers... Where is the outrage from those ones that should be shaming Sam Pepper? Where is Markiplier? Where is PewDiePie? Where are these the, the YouTubers that would actually make a difference to call out one of their own uh, in terms of big YouTubers and shame him publicly like he should be? The ones that have a, get the, actually have the power to do something about this. Um, this is why I do not like the quote-unquote YouTube community, uh, whether it's a subgenre of retro game communities or video game viewers or anything else, is that they are afraid to call out their own when they do fucked-up shit. And this, to me, is probably one of the biggest fucked up things you could do on YouTube. And and there's been almost absolute silence across the board from the big YouTubers. Because you know why? They're afraid of rocking the boat. They're afraid of, so there's no of money changing the status quo. They're afraid of it hurting your business. And it also means they have no integrity Yes. when it comes down to it. And it's just really sad to see that. And I've seen bad shit happen in, quote, unquote, the retro game community. Um, but it, it, compared to this, it's been nothing. It's been child's play. If you can say, oh, no one's been called that over this or that. This is reprehensible. Um, and it's even more disgusting how um, unless he, he's gotten views, he's gotten mainstream, Sam Pepper's gotten mainstream uh, news covering this, uh, People uh, Magazine website, everything is covering this. So for him, it's a win. He doesn't give a shit. People are going to watch his shitty prank. It doesn't matter what. But there's no big YouTubers that have come out to to say this is wrong. This is not what our community stands for. This is not what our media, uh, uh, internet streaming media should be promoting. No one has really said that. There's no self-policing, and I say this to other YouTubers, that we're not still at the point where there's no self-policing among people in this genre, Uh, like how comedians self-police people that are either hacky or steal jokes or do bad things, uh, or or even sports figures will will talk about the bad... um, Uh, like Chase Utley doing a dirty slide against a New York Met player Ruben Ruben Tejada other uh, baseball players said yes that was dirty it does not belong in our game obviously some people defend it but most people say this was wrong um that does not happen, that sort of calling out does not happen within YouTube and it should.
1: Because these people are pussies and they make their money on a shaky ladder and they're making a lot of money now but there's no guarantee that they're going to make it later and the fear is, I think for some of these people is they don't know where they stand on this ladder are they above this person at any given point in time, are they below it? Will calling them out cause them to lose viewers and money or will it cause them to gain money and viewers it's not about what's moral or immoral, it's simply about what is going to keep them it's it's what's going to keep them generating this cash
0: in the long run, and that's fucked up. No, yeah, it's just they're, they're gutless. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I love that word. They're gutless. Um, it, it's this isn't a hard decision to make to no. say this is bad. This isn't a borderline thing. Yeah, this isn't like I hate to say all oh, his shitty prank videos where he goes and, and 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 pays models to guess their name right and then kiss them or whatever. This isn't that. This is something that goes against YouTube's guidelines for videos and could be felonies committed in the making of.
1: There's no gray area. This
0: isn't really a gray area. Even his fans are coming down against it. So,
1: I mean, if, you, if you're behind this, you're fucked.
0: It's not that you're behind it. It's that if you don't have the guts to stand out against this, you don't have the guts to stand out against anything that's going to be ever done on YouTube by a quote-unquote YouTube star. That's the point. And that's where, um, if you want it, this media to be respected going forward, long term, you have to think about this as a leader of that media to to have a a stance against this and and have the balls to do it because it, it might hurt you in the day or two or the week. I don't know how it would even if you think that but in the long term, it'll help everyone. It'll 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 help the reputation of people on YouTube uh, as a whole and and the creator as a whole to call this shit out. For what it is,
1: and, and in the future, when they're looking for someone in, on YouTube who can represent, you know, the morally just side of it, they will be able to point to you as opposed to fucking no one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, the more I think about it, I haven't watched this and so I'm not going to, um, it is not a prank to purposely cause someone to have a mental break. Yeah. Let me put it this way. If I was in that situation, I'd probably be in a fucking padded room. The, the, yeah. Um. the the guy. I mean, k- kudos to the guy who, who who wasn't in on it for having the mental fortitude to be able to make it through that. Because I would have. I would have fucking. Oh no, he didn't I'm make not- it through that. Oh. I mean, it
0: showed that him okay. two days later being fine. But no, he was. Well, what I'm out saying is, is,
1: what I'm saying is, that I wouldn't have been fine two days later. Oh yeah, it depends on the person.
0: I mean, because yeah, it was the most the most traumatic things you could think of. I mean, the things he was saying about you know he he basically he, yeah. I don't want to get into the more no, the details. Don't, please don't. Um, but. YouTubers have some fucking balls. You have money. You have followers. You're going to look better to your fans if you take a, take a stance against something that's this disgusting and revolting. Next topic.
1: <laughs> revolting and disgusting in a different way. <laughs> um. In a more lighter way. So, Jeff Gerstmann, uh, a, a well-known um, video game journalist, reviewer, He's on giant bomb now, right? Been around for a while. Um is generally been known as one of the good ones. Uh you know, a guy who who who's going to review these review games accurately and spit out his opinion in, in his objective of a way as
0: he can. He's gotten in trouble for reviews in the past. Correct, yes, he has. He got fired for uh was it Kane Lynch 2? I believe it was Kane and Lynch 2, but anyways,
1: Basically, he came down with an honest review uh, while working for a website that had, uh, the, I think it was Canon Lynch 2's uh, advertising splash shit all over it, and it made, him look ba- it, made, it made the site look bad, and he ended up having to find another job. So, anyways, he comes out with a review for Fallout 4, and I believe he gave it a 3 out of 5.
0: He gave two different scores, I think, one for PC, one for console. Sure.
1: But let's just, let's talk about, we'll talk about the 3 out of 5 one, because I think that's really what's being, what's really at stake here. Um, I'll quickly say that 3 out of 5 for Fallout 4 I think that's about accurate good game I'm enjoying it it has done absolutely nothing to push it forward the choices feel less meaningful than they did in the past uh, and it's got some bugs and glitches in it I uh, wouldn't not recommend it to someone but I can't go all out and be like yeah it's going to change the fucking game because it's not so he releases this review I agree
0: uh, By the way, I, and plus, I think he gave it a lower score because of the because of right, technical I, shortcomings. Right. So
1: on the on the console version, which got a three out of five, and I believe the PC version got a four out of five, he gave it a three out of five because of the technical shortcomings. Technical shortcomings that have always been around in these sorts of games that people learn to look past, but are worth noting, such as you know objects floating in front of you instead of being put down or put into your inventory properly. Mm-hmm. So
0: Rooster Teeth, the the, the podcast, um, three people uh, commented on it real quick. I'll, this is where I'll play it. I'll put the excerpt right here so you guys can listen to it, and then we'll come back to it.
1: I have a bone to pick, and it's people who review shit low,
0: because I feel like people do that to be like, eh, we're different. Yeah. Everybody gave Fallout 4 90s and up seventy. Yeah. Like, you're not different or special just because you review a game low. Look, we have legitimate things to say, and if we don't rate it low... You won't know how legitimate they yeah, are. Yeah, nobody will well, come to our site to look at it. No, like, like, oh, totally another ninety? Like, whatever.
1: Yeah, pe- people are uh, especially especially before the game came out, people were jumping on like that negative bandwagon. Which is why I started one of the first things I started talking about this episode was I feel like the bugs and the negativity's really overblown. Like mm. people are like and that's like what people are making a stand on, to try to stand out like, oh well we're different. We yeah. know we have a, mm-hmm. a more uh, keen eye than the average reviewer.
0: Like, people were,
1: we're jizzing discerning. all over Jeff Gerstman and Giant Bomb because yes. like, they, like, called out all the problems in They the were game. like,
0: it's a technical mess. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh,
1: thank you, Jeff Gerstman,
0: for keeping it real. You're we sipped and so wine real. and ate cheese on crackers as we wrote our review. Yeah. And we're back.
1: So, if you're done throwing up in your own mouth, let's talk about that for a minute. So, first of all, uh, there is the assumption, there, there was an assumption made here that, um, You know, uh, someone gave this score or gave gave this game a low score to stand out because they want to feel like they're different or special. First of all, Meg said that on the show. She brought it up. Gerstmann's been doing this forever. Gerstmann doesn't need to stand out, Gerstmann's spot is secure. Okay. No he doesn't he doesn't need to draw attention to himself. Giant Bomb's a pretty big website to yep. begin with. Yeah. So uh and uh yeah, I don't think they need to worry about people um going there, which is something else they said. People are gonna go to Giant Bomb. Um, you know what I think is even weirder is the fact that I mean, I'm just gonna say it. When Fallout 4 was announced, we could have all predicted the scores
0: across all of the mainstream sites. Yeah. It was
1: going to be 85 to 95 it's across the board.
0: one of the biggest games of the year. All, it's one of those uh, triple-A that oh, I automatically mean, like gets a 90. And we've kind of one. discussed this before.
1: Um, it happens with games like Fallout. It happens with games like GTA. It happens with games like, maybe not so much anymore with Call of Duty, but it used to. Where these games come out and they are automatically awarded an 8.5 to a 9.5. And then, three months later, it becomes no. trendy for all the people who gave it a very high review to try Trash it to shit and back. Sure. So, that's where I have a problem. This guy actually had the guts to give it a real review, and from what I can see, a very sound review, um, because... And by the way, a three out of five or four out of five is not a bad review. No,
0: and it's not a bad review. For game. a movie, it's not a bad review to yeah. get three stars. And it's not you know, a bad or four game. stars out of five.
1: So, uh, so, all that said, I don't, I don't know if anyone noticed since you saw this, um, since you saw this little snippet, but, uh... The whole time they're picking on this fucking guy for giving a, 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 a well-reasoned review of a game that he didn't want to particularly fucking blow, um, they're all wearing little Pip-Boys and, uh, you know, because... Oh, that's the computer yes yeah, thing? Yeah, and uh, that's because Rooster Teeth was sponsored by Bethesda. They got this shit for free. They're all sitting around with their fucking Pip-Boys. They put out Fallout 4 videos leading yeah. up to Fallout uh, 4's release.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna shit out a protest again. <laughs> so, so Pat, uh, say something. So, okay. say something. Okay, this is almost as almost it's almost too much a slam dunk. You don't know what to say. Yeah. So here you have Rooster Teeth. If you don't know, But they got big off of doing. Uh, they basically started the machinima uh, genre of using in game engines. Uh, off of Halo, specifically, specifically to make short films, uh, The Red, Red versus Blue. Blue. From that, they're a huge conglomerate now. They're owned by Fullscreen. It's a multi, multi-million dollar company. They do Let's Plays. They do review shows. They have their own website. They absorb screw attack. They do integrityless uh podcasts. They do a podcast. Uh, that might be called in the question this time. But they, they had a brand deal uh, in place here. There's uh, probably... I didn't check, but there's probably website ads as well, but there's sponsored videos I did on YouTube, skit videos and such. These brand deals are not cheap, Ian. And for a site like roof Teeth, we're talking... Thank you, Pat. I know. <laughs> no, I'm just elucidating it. We're talking uh, potentially potentially, probably tens of thousands of dollars. We're, we're not talking small potatoes. No. Yet, to promote a game, to do videos that seen by millions of people, to talk about it. So it's okay if you want to go after for, by the way, it's really weird to go after a reviewer of anything to, for whatever reason. Because
1: it's personal fucking
0: preference. I would say it would just be weird to do that in general, but to do it while you're hawking the merchandise of your sponsor on your wrist is not just tacky, it's pretty freaking disgusting.
1: It's like chugging a it's, bottle of Ipecac. You're I'll, going to you know vomit what? all over it. disgusting Disgusting's
0: not even the right word. It's filthy. It's it filthy. It's obscene. Uh, yes,
1: it's obscene. Um, it's like watching double anal in a fucking
0: CD porn theater. Gus Sorolla's quote is probably one of the biggest ones I want to focus on. Uh, trying to, this isn't close, trying to stand out like, oh, we're different. We have a more keen eye than the average reviewer. Like people were jizzing over Jeff Gertzman and Giant Bomb because they called out the problems in the game. I don't know if people were jizzing over a review that was still positive. Yeah. You know, like I, pe- maybe people were saying, oh, oh, this is interesting. It's different. But it's not like people are just like, "Oh yeah, the game that's that's pretty good. Someone gave it a review that was honest." I don't think that's how it works. No. And I, I don't see why you would go after that one person in particular unless you get sort of, unless you have some sort of weird vendetta or you were overcompensating for the fact that you were heavily sponsored by the people making the game that's being attacked. Either way, it's not just saying it's a bad look, it's beyond unethical to do it. Uh you're only saving Grace Krueger's teeth is that you're not a journalistic website. You are pure entertainers. But it's still fucking disgusting that's still gross i like this one uh also
1: from Gus gusarola yeah like thank you jeff gersman for keeping it real yes jeff thank you for putting out a real review not immediately slapping a nine out of ten on it and uh doing it without wearing a fucking pit boy on your wrist you piece of shit god you're disgusting all three of them have pit boys by the all way. three of them are disgusting i mean that's maybe that's a little harsh maybe in real life they're not horrible disgusting people but okay for so- the from the minute and 10 seconds that i know them i would not hang out with them I would not share a
0: sandwich with them. I would I would I would do nothing to help them. Okay. It shows they have really bad judgment. At, oh, the, very, God. at the very at the very uh, worst, they are shills for their sponsor. At the very least they have terrible judgment. Yes. At, and in terms of how bad it looks. Their own fans for their podcast video huge thumbs down on Reddit, their Reddit people are, do not like that they did this cuz it was it was so out of place. It was almost like they felt obligated to do it for their sponsor. To, when you're sponsored you are not obligated to go out of your way to attack people that had a different opinion. The only thing you're when your sponsorship entails you usually do is just promote your pro- the product and that's it. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily always say it to say something positive, but it definitely me- doesn't mean you have to go after people that disagree. That's just bizarre. And to single out an individual either means it's some sort of weird vendetta or they were told. That's the only way I can I could reason why they yep. would do that. Sure. Rooster Teeth is way is way too big to, to want to do something like this. It's not like Jeff Gerstmann's review is going to put a, even a dent in Bethesda's wallet. No. Not not even a cent. No. You know they're, fucking, I mean?
1: they're they're rolling around in comforters made out of hundred dollar bills right now.
0: And then Ryan Hayward's response at the end, we sit and whine on cheese and crackers as we wrote our review. Yeah, because that's what it is. They're being pretentious and giving an honest right. review. They, they, a four they, out of five is a pretentious review. Really? They, they really. Did,
1: they did everything except for call them hipsters, which I'm surprised they didn't because it's the same mentality from people who throw the word hipster around. Someone has a differing opinion, rates it lower than the mainstream or something like that. still could be a good review. They're hipsters. He's a hipster. He's, he just eats wine and cheese and listens to his fucking uh, Neutral Milk Hotel records and, uh, yeah, you know, rates it a four out of fucking five and gets shit shit on.
0: Yeah, I, well, I, I guess there goes our RTX uh, invitation next year to the convention, but um, yeah, it's uh, this was just a bad move, Rooster Teeth, and it just, uh, wow, this is not too, this was not a good look at all. Not looking good. Alright. Onward! I, yeah, we're gonna stay and this is a, a quote-unquote games journalism, good old friends Kotaku. Um, Steven Totillo, who's the editor, runs um, Kotaku, which, by the way, is the subs- subsidiary of the really pristine, flawless reputation, really not uh, uh, clickbaity gawker website, which I'll get into soon. But um, Steven Totillo ran a piece which, not coincidentally or not, was right on the eve of the new Fallout 4 coming out. Um, Who would have thunk that timing? Coming out and basically saying that for the past two years, Kotaku has been blacklisted by Bethesda, publisher of the Fallout and Elder Scrolls series, and for the last year, to a lesser degree, ostracized by Ubisoft, publishers of Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and more. In those periods of time, the PR marketing wings of those two gaming giants have chosen to act as if Kotaku doesn't exist. They've cut off our access to their games and creators, omitted us from their widespread mailings of early review copies, and most galling, ignored all of our requests for comments and any news stories. Well... It'd be hard for me to say this isn't Crocodile Tears, but it's Kotaku, it's Gawker. They're pretty reprehensible to begin with. I won't go into the reason why. You can look up Gawker's history if you want to of the pretty bad things they did. But I want to talk about uh, a few things about what's the responsibility of game companies in regards to uh, a site like Kotaku. If they're obligated to respond, if they're obligated uh, to give out early review copies, and honestly, they're not. No, They're under no obligation uh, to give you uh, early access to talk to you about their game development or to give you early review copies, and for Kotaku in particular, they have a history of leaking stuff uh, that that have pissed off companies. Uh, what Bethesda, I think they were leaking uh, information about Fallout 4 before they wanted to, which is Kotaku's right. They can take any information and run with it, but it's also then Bethesda's right for saying we don't have to deal with you. You know, this is video game stuff. We don't have to give you an early copy. What, what are you losing out on? The fact that you can't get your view out two days before it comes out? Then, oh, well, it comes out two days afterwards. Right. Um, so the cry about it is strange, especially since Stephen Totillo himself has has used the barrier of saying, we are not a games journalist journalistic site, we are a blogging site, to shield himself from having any sort of ethics in place to begin with. So then to have that standard of saying, well, now, uh, we are a games journalism site, we, which means we, we deserve early copies of games, which I'm still trying to figure out what the logic of that is, is just a total bullshit. He was doing this to get attention. Fallout 4 is coming out. If this really bothered him, they he would have spoke about this last year. They
1: didn't have a review ready, so this was what they put in place of review to get clicks. Here's what I'll say. Um, I don't I've never really particularly followed Kotaku. Um, I, as a matter of fact, until the pin actually broke, I had a fuck Kotaku pin on my bag for about three <laughs> years. That was given to me by a friend who made it. It was also, it was a, it was a, it was a companion piece to another pin, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to blow him out of the water. Um, but, uh, I mean, Kotaku has always treaded water between okay and really bad. Um, they put up stories like, "Look at this dog that looks like Vladimir Putin." And this is why I hate Kotaku. Is because that when they're at their worst, they—that's when they. De- I mean, in 20 fucking 15, they are still the type of website who's like, "Look at how wacky the Japanese people are on a fucking yeah. video game blog." Yeah. So it's it's dumb. Anyway, uh, when I actually read the letter, if you if you if you if you divorce the letter from Kotaku and from the person who wrote it. The spirit of it is fine by me because I have because to me all game journalism is just repackaging PR. All it is that's always been your argument it, that it's it's, it's 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 always been just another PR middleman. That's sure. all it is. That's all game journalism ever has been. So the letter. I'm okay with a lot of what the letter says because I've always wanted to. Because there are no scoops in game journalism other than it's, what they send you. Sure. So I'm okay with the idea that if you have info, if you have inside sources or deep sources and you want to talk about shit, fine. But if you do that. You, you are giving, I mean, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. If you are going to be that type of website, I commend you, but fucking buy into it full force and don't fucking cry when the enemy or the people or the powers that be don't want to play ball with you.
0: Again. If this was a different source from a better website, I would take it with a with a bigger grain of salt than Kotaku. Well, like um, I said, I have to divorce. I have to divorce
1: the message from the from from the site. Yeah, well, this
0: is a Gawker site. Again, look up your own information about all the shitty stuff Gawker's done over the years. Um, uh, then you know we're talking about a website where one of its one of its uh, writers, uh, Jason Schreier, came out and publicly said, "Hey." You want to leak your information? Feel free to break your NDA and tell us about it. We'll try to protect you. And it's like... Try. uh, So you have one of your writers saying that publicly. If you're a game company, why would I want to deal with you? Yeah. Like, why would... if, if, If that's your ethics when it comes to that... To get that clickbaity scoop about, oh, I played the beta and I wasn't supposed to tell you about all the shit going on behind the scenes, but I'm going to do it. Why would I give you early access? What's in it for me? I'm not trusting you to do that. So, like you said, you, you can't have it both ways. Right. Um. If you want to, and it's not like, it's funny for Steven Totillo to say, we're blacklisted. What are you blacklisted from? You're coming through real loud. <laughs> well, okay, what are you blacklisted from? Well, you can dial me down there. Are you, you, This isn't McCarthyism. You're not allowed to work. Right. You're just not given a $60 game for free early.
1: Well, and that's something that's also bothered me for years and years and years is the assumption that people are, 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 they are guaranteed these sorts of things. Yeah. This is still a $60 game, and whatever you want to say about prices are, these are people giving you stuff for free. And when you become used to that free stuff, you become entitled. And this is an issue of entitlement. You feel entitled to a free copy of Fallout 4 for review purposes so that you can have your review up on day one so that people will give you a lot of clicks so that you'll make a lot of money and you can go home and maybe not cry another day about how miserable you
0: are. I mean, it's just... It's, That's the extent of you being blacklisted. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you're not... This isn't like you not being invited to onto uh, like a, you know, a, a presidential campaign bus tour. Tell you what,
1: take the gawker money because okay? they just her money. Take that money, go buy a copy, and you know what? Do what the rest of us do. Marathon the game for 48 fucking hours yeah. with your Doritos and your Mountain Dew, and then come
0: back to us with a fucking review. I wanted to talk about a little, a little bit about before, uh, with the Rooster T, Rooster T thing about um, entertainment versus journalistic websites when it comes to video games, but people have been saying this for years, is that sites like this are getting outpaced by those entertainment sites because they're covering the games early and they're doing Let's Plays and walkthroughs and reviews, you really don't need these big websites to do it the same way they did in the past five, ten years ago to do the early reviews. They're just not needed anymore. No. Their space is getting smaller and smaller. They revert to clickbait, like you said, uh, which always Gawker websites have done, but they're getting squeezed out. I'm telling them, Polygon is generally pretty fucking bad about it, too. They're getting squeezed out, and this is their backlash. And to do it like this, you think you think uh, Ubisoft sees this or Bethesda and says, "Oh, we were wrong." No, they're going to be like, "Oh, screw you, or whatever. We don't care. You're not affecting our sales at all. You're you're going the way of the dodo." And by the way, this, Kotaku might be gone anyway from the Hogan lawsuit, which he's probably going to win. Gawker might be put under the ground anyway, and that, and, it, and we'd all be better for it.
1: No, I wouldn't mind Hogan being fucking run out either, but. The best the I best, understand I understand the, you don't like what Hogan says but the best what doctor did of both of those would be for both of them to be rendered obscure and useless
0: sure but Hogan's going to walk away with it with uh, $100 million. No, well, he can go fuck
1: himself with this $100 million. <laughs> I really don't care about either party. So, onward. Something a bit positive.
0: Um, I'm not going to throw up my mouth from this one. Like no. On. Jesus.
1: no. Google is saying that they want to take a step toward protecting fair use on YouTube and and really kind of um, enforcing it and helping the people who are being uh, attacked by uh, DMCA takedowns that are not uh, particularly valid. What what Google is saying they would like to do in YouTube is they want to set up a uh, basically a, a channel or a, or a, a center where they will show best uses of of fair use basically to educate the people who are making videos and the people who are um, uh, watching them what cons- what what constitutes fair use and what doesn't and they 've also said that they would like to offer legal support to a handful of high profile videos. The Yes, they they it, 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 I mean obviously they can't do it for everyone and that's sad but still the gesture is nice. High profile videos that have had these 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 DMCA takedown notifications um uh that uh, unjustly. Uh Google wants to go to bat for them, cover their legal costs and back them up in court. And I think that even though I mean it's it, it is a bit more of a what should I say? It's more of a gesture. I think it's a very good one. I think it I think it's an important one okay. to take and I think it's going to in the, I don't think we're going to see an immediate change but I think in the long run it's going to well, help things. Because, I think it's a little because, more than a gesture but, but well okay sure. But fair. I guess what I'm just trying to say is for it to enact meaningful change it's going to take longer. But yes, it is more than a gesture. I think it's a, a pretty stand up fucking thing for me. It's boobo- more than symbolic because yes.
0: then it shows Uh, Because basically what happens is you have these, it's almost like patent trolls that have popped up that say they claim this music they really don't claim or videos they really don't claim because it's not that hard to get into and do. hate to say it. Um, And so it discourages you at least saying that, okay, I'm not going to get away with this 100%. There's a chance that this can come back to bite me in the ass. And Google's got money. Yes. So if Google decides to come after me, um, they're going to hurt me. So maybe I'll think I'll think <laughs> twice about doing that.
1: It's gonna hurt me.
0: Um, but you—you know, you know, <sighs> see what I'm saying? Yeah, now. no, yeah, yeah. Because you can go after a big video with a million views, saying, well, I can claim this song." And then the way the process works is that when it goes into a dispute, it's up to like 30 days. Where then, even if that person who filed dispute was uh, fallacious, they can claim the money for that video for 30 days.
1: Oh, it's immediate, That's, right? It's immediate. It happens as soon immediate. as they yeah. put
0: the claim in. They could be totally wrong. That's happening with me right now. I have someone claiming. Uh, for my Panic Restaurant video, I use the intro Ninja Gaiden track uh, for about 12 seconds, 15 seconds at the end, when I get mad and I kneel down and Allison leaves me. Wow, that video was a long time ago. I shot that like six years ago. Anyway, someone claimed that song because they, it's used in one of their songs. It's one of these houses that sells music. But there's, the Ninja Gaiden song was used by someone in a remix, They don't have the right to use that song that Tecmo owns in the remix. So they're not claiming the original Tecmo song. They're claiming the remix that illegally uses the Tecmo song. So if it was Tecmo coming after me, that's one thing. But it's this other company coming after me. So I'm now disputing it. If I
1: was a cartoon, my my pupils would be doing the rotate thing.
0: That's the misuse of the system. So now I'm disputing it. So I'm saying, no, I even said, here's a video of the song, the actual song. They don't own it. But now they cannot respond to this dispute. And it's going to be a, a full it could be two weeks, three weeks. They're going to get the money for that for that view. It may not be a lot because that 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 video is six years old. But what if that was a new video? What well, if that video was getting twenty five thousand hits a day, fifty thousand hits? They're taking that revenue away from me. Right. So I'm glad that Google's starting to do this. And unfortunately, the only protection you really have at this point is if you protect it on a network. But not everyone on a network is protected. There's like two different classes I of still networks.
1: don't understand how a network provides you protection. But...
0: Because you you get, so basically what happens is a network can have certain channels that are protected. So what that means is if the strike goes against that person, it doesn't immediately affect that channel. It'll, okay. It goes against the network, and the network can work it out directly with YouTube representative. It, so it's a buffer, okay, so, it's so, a so, buffer protection. They, they take the first hit. So if I got a strike against me, it wouldn't necessarily affect me right away. That's gotcha. right. It's a buffer protection So to prevent someone from going after a huge channel to really screw it up. The more you know. So yeah I'm cheating you Ian. Yes. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not here just for looks. so <laughs> I would hope not. So um, so this is a good this is good. The fact that they made this public is good. Let's see long term if this actually has beneficial. I, w- I wish they could do more. I wish Google has the money. They could do a team of lawyers to help out channels to come up even even an advisory board uh, of uh, a couple lawyers on staff that you can get in touch with, even the network to say, you know what about this? Can you go to bat for us? We'll look into it to even contact and to scare away. The ones that are obviously trolling, we'll yeah. just say copyright trolling, even to scare them away with a letter, that would be enough to keep, I'd say, 80% away from doing it.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point that little gestures can mean a lot here. You know, not everyone needs to be backed up with 100% financial support
0: for this to make a difference. Sure. All right. <clears throat> Moving onwards, we lots, are, of, it... lots of salient topics this week? This is what happens. We should do these every once every three weeks. It seems like there's more
1: salient topics. I just want to use the word salient. I just feel like I'm hiking a mountain, like you know, no stopping, constant forward. Motion. Ah, this is fine. All right, so Better Alive Extreme Three is not coming to the United States. It was even months ago. Tecmo said that it was doubtful whether or not they would bring it here. Uh, they said if they did, they'd probably have to do it in a somewhat uh, altered form. Now that is not that uncommon. Um, they do this. Uh, the the PlayStation Vita um, has a lot of what you might consider a uh, racy RPGs or games, and a lot of these companies do some self-censoring to get the uh, the game released here, um, or or in a way that they think the U.S. market will will, uh, will find palatable. Um, so the game's not coming here. For those of you who do not know, what Dead or Alive Extreme, the series is about. It is a beach volleyball series, uh, with usually with other mini games, lots of swimsuit collecting. Um, it was on. The, was it on the first two? On Xbox. It was, it was on the Xbox. It, it was on the Xbox. The Xbox 360 had the second one, and the PSP had a spinoff one. Uh, I'm, I'll bring up the last two. In it's a second. all about
0: playing with jiggly physics boobs. Getting bikinis and lingerie, and yeah, it's fun.
1: It's cute, and goddammit, it, I love this sort of cheesecake. Um, but it's not coming here. And Play Asia is an importer, uh, probably the at this point the biggest importer. And when Koei Tecmo um, officially announced that they were not bringing it here, initially there was nothing said by Koei Tecmo. We'll get into that. Um, for whatever reason, PlayAsia decided that they felt the appropriate course of action was to say that the game was not being brought here due to SJW
0: nonsense. SJW would
1: be Social Justice
0: Warrior. However, we will have the Eng- English Asia version available, which I guess it means there's subtitles.
1: Yes, Asia okay. version... So, yeah, I was going to get to that. So, then they immediately go into sales pitch mode. Um, because the English... Yeah, Asia region games... So, Asia region games are, are separate from Japan region games in that a... not always, but there is a chance that an Asia region game, uh, likely because it's being sold in Hong Kong, um, will have English subtitles. And it won't cost it that much to
0: put that in anyway. Right. So so, th- that, so yeah. that's
1: what they're trying... So they wanted to promote that. Um, here's a, I mean, I could say a lot of things, but here's a couple of things that I'm just going to say. I'm going to try to bullet point it, uh, because I, I don't really want to go off the rails on this here. Um, first of all, the only people that I know that I've talked to so far... Who have even known about this game and expressed interest in it have been people that you could consider uh, socially liberal, uh, which often gets called SJW. Two, um, really weird business decision to mix politics with business or social or or social, uh, which I'll talk about in a bit. Social situations with business, bad fucking idea, guys. Um, Because whether you are on one side or another or you're indifferent, it makes your business look immature. And unprofessional. Um, it's good for attention, though. We will get into. We will. Um, tsh, uh, a a fault follow- going down the line. Um,
0: shit, you you, you oh, derailed. I me. wish you had these bullet points on the on the on yeah the, you just, on the on the document. You just, you
1: just, you just, oh, so and then um, initially, Tecmo did not say why it wasn't coming out here. A day later, a an employee from Tecmo had said that. Why would this come to the United States if they saw how we treated the women in this game? There would be a backlash. The day later, also, because this is what surprised me. I had not heard of any outcry over this game, not in the months leading up to it, and it was advertised. People knew about it. Was people it advertised talking. for here though? No, I mean it was. People were talking about it. It was on pre. It was previewed on sites and things like that. And there were people on one side trying to find information on the game leading up to this announcement that would show an enormous amount of backlash, and even they, digging as oh, okay. deep as they could, mm-hmm. could not find it. So, and, 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 and the last thing is, I want I, I do want to say this before you launch in, and then we'll do a little back and forth. Um, I want to point out that maybe the reason Dead or Alive Extreme 3 isn't coming to the U.S. is because Part 2 and Paradise on the PSP... Sold abysmally, and got abysmal review scores. And I'm not
0: sure how uh, you can get a bad review in a game that's just boobs and butts. Well, right, but but
1: but if there is no financial incentive for a company to bring this out, and you have to understand these these two games that I'm referencing came out well before there was this outcry over you know the portrayal of women in games. They just didn't sell. They got bad reviews because they were crap games.
0: Was the first one sell?
1: The first one sold. Uh, I was going to say, I've seen, I think I own a copy. I picked up
0: this one. No, the I've first one
1: it. sold well enough, and and it has really good volleyball in it. And, and Is the volleyball actually pretty, yeah, pretty no, decent. It's, it's fun. In the second one, I I like that shit because it's it's dumb and cheesy. I, and I say, like that. How stuff, can they,
0: how can the second one get worse reviews when it's just the same game with better graphics? Because because they ruined the volleyball. Oh.
1: The, the, the the actual gameplay took a major shit dive. So before you go here's the thing. I'm probably actually going to buy Dead or Alive Extreme 3. I have to see what kind of um, um, DLC they have because Dead or Alive 5, the actual fighting game, which I adore, currently has over $100 worth of DLC bikinis. Which, also, to go back, this is not really a matter, I don't think, of how the women are portrayed because they are still selling $100 worth of bikini DLC for a game that was released in the US officially.
0: Okay, Uh, lots of things to hit on. Um, we're going to start with um, the decision not to bring it here. Um, I think it's a strange decision. And I think it's um, Dead or Alive ex- Extreme, like, I guess I dropped the volleyball. 2 came out in 2006. So we're talking nine years. So I don't think, uh, from the, from Tecmo Coe, the decision not to come out, with it, localize it here, based upon the fact that the last one didn't sell well, it's nine years. We're talking about a new generation of gamers for the most part. You could have done it. It would not have cost you a huge amount to get voice acting. Um uh, to to do whatever how many girls are in here 12 15 16 nine actually there's only is, nine which is why okay. I'm
1: fairly certain it's going to be laden with DLC. Okay
0: so there's only nine so they could still do it if they wanted to hire nine voice actors What are you talking about 25 grand to localize it I'm just throwing it out there I don't know it's not a huge amount of money we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about the amount of uh, voice acting that's going into uh, Elder you know Elder Scrolls Skyrim or whatever um you could do that So I I don't know if I totally believe anyone here when they say we were we were afraid or not afraid of backlash, I don't know. There's only any way to know uh, because the only way I found out about this game was hearing about this controversy. Right. I, well, I had no idea. I had no idea it was coming out. That said, I think in this climate, you would have to be foolish to think that there, there would not be some sort of backlash against this new game coming out. There would be. The extent of it, I have no idea. There would be. Uh, so Tecmo Koei. I'm not saying that totally was the reason for their decision, but that. Probably was in the back of their head at some point to think, is it going to be worth for us to come come out with this game nine years later? No one cares about it. Plus, we might have backlash. Fuck it, we're not doing it. That could have been their thought process. I'm not saying it was a major proponent. It could have been there though.
1: Just an interject real quick. But then why are they? Then what's what's? Then why are they, do they keep releasing skimpy bikini DLC for their fighting game?
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe the fact that this was totally no fighting at all and it's just it is what it is. This is a softcore porn game. Maybe that's the reason why and there has been a mainstream release of a game like this since this one. Has there been a game of this stature from a, a mainstream company has come out like this since 2006? Yeah, kind of, well, I mean, that you know, this is another part that I want to bring up. There, there's
1: I bring this series up a lot because it's it, it's my definition of where this thing, this sort of stuff works. Um, the Sender Kagura games come out And they've released three in the United States so far. And they are basically nothing but boobs and and, and ninjas fighting. Uh, I mean, you fight the other person's clothes off. And you know what? To very, very little backlash. Why? Because of context. Because of how the game is framed, and I feel like I feel like if Dead or Alive Extreme Three had come out here, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that someone wouldn't take take it too far and, and be horribly offended by sure. it, but it's once again, it's the framing. No one is buying this, expecting a serious story or RPG, and then they see a chick with midriff and, and boob armor. They're, they're, they know that this is a, a skimpy beach volleyball game. Okay, so Dead or Alive Five came out what this year. No, Dead or Alive Five has had multiple iterations. I think the first one came out three years ago.
0: Okay, uh, was there was there people complaining about the jiggle booby physics and, and no, that they didn't care because
1: it's Dead or Alive and that's and what people don't know expect. It for.
0: Okay, so I think I think you're looking at the fact that maybe it doesn't sell well. Maybe they're afraid a little bit. Uh, whatever. That, it's, it, we don't know what Tecmo Co. is thinking. Totally, they still have DLC uh, on their other game. Fine. Now we'll talk about Play Asia. Um, it's always, it's never really a good idea to, to interject, uh, any sort of political, social, religious sort of outlook into your business. Obviously, if people find out about it, like Chick-fil-A people find out about them, they get, they get pissed about it. Uh, but to overtly do it, uh, it's usually not good. I think, I think though what play Asia did here was took a calculated risk. And so far, it's paid off. I think it didn't, but we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll respond. I, um, they got they've got a lot of we'll just say play over this. Their their Twitter blew up. Sure, they were below ten. I think below ten thousand. People said let's boycott Play Asia. Which okay, if you want to do that, but honestly, a lot of people probably pushing that probably never bought anything from them anyway. But now they're over.
1: But anyways,
0: I know. You, but I you're not the bulk of it promoting a boycott. But now you have over 25,000 followers play Asia. They probably got a lot of people didn't know they existed, they don't know about them. They took a risk. It's it's their business. They're out of Hong Kong, you know. They 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 want to promote this these sort of games for their business. So maybe they figured, "Oh, we're going to get some people on our side." Was it misguided? Probably a little bit at least. Is it going to work out? We'll see long-term if it dents their sales or improves it. Here's my thinking you know. on that. Okay, yeah, now so you're absolutely right.
1: it got them a lot of press and it got them a lot of uh, Twitter followers in the following days. but we're talking about a softcore porn game here. and if you read some of the the, the absolutely hilarious petitions that came out afterwards for you know Koei techmo to reconsider their thoughts, I'm not saying all, but a lot of these people are, are, are a lot of these are, are <laughs> teenagers or younger people who aren't gonna buy the game anyway. and even if they're not teenagers, how many people are actually going to spend? The $80 to import what will likely be a shitty DLC laden. 80 bucks really? Yeah. A shitty DLC laden softcore porn anime uh, anime volleyball title. Probably me, but hey, <laughs> I, I, I discovered Yes Asia, so I'll be ordering sure. from them. Um, it, it's just, it, I don't think it's going to translate into a lot of sales. And I also think it's kind of fucked up because I, I have no idea how they could do this. Uh, when you get, when you went to their website afterwards, I don't know if they still have it, uh, right on their rotator, exclusive uh, Asia release. Yeah, it's not exclusive. You don't have exclusive access to an, uh, a region's release. I know of at least three other websites where you can get well, the Asian release. I thought they
0: probably meant exclusively to Asia, not that they were exclusive retailers.
1: Well, yes, but it's still misleading because it just
0: says Asia release, English language, and then exclusive across the top. Oh. Okay, I'm looking right there. It says "Dead or Alive Extreme Three Venus Asia Exclusive." Mm. That's misleading mm. at at best. I don't think it, I, to me it doesn't seem it doesn't say they're the exclusive retailer of it. But okay, at best. Okay, All right. <laughs> so what, I'll, I'll, I'll agree to disagree there. Uh, it, it, either way, we're going to see what happens. I mean, they're still selling that retro freak system. Yo, I, I gotta get the retro freak at some point.
1: You like video somewhere. game boobs? It's cool. Just, I mean, like, there, there are places where it's it, it just makes sense, and it makes sense here. And it's, it doesn't. Okay, it doesn't have to be an us versus them uh, thing. No, for it's this It's not. Of thing. I,
0: I would say this: if if they run to me, uh, I don't know the political slant, social slants of the people that own almost every business. You know what? I love DQ Blizzard's. Okay. I don't know what the hell their political slants are. DQ Blizzard's are pretty good. If they came out tomorrow and said, you know, we're, we're up for killing kittens, you know what? I might still go enjoy a nice Blizzard DQ. I wouldn't. This uh, is where Bl- we DQ differ, Blizzard. but I wouldn't. Uh, I might still do that. If their product is good, as long as they're not actively harming someone. Uh, I, I, I'm i not saying, if they really insult you by saying SJW, which then they could have mean it in the extreme left-wing sense of the word, I don't know.
1: To me, it was simply the fact that it was an unprofessional knee-jerk reaction before anything was said.
0: If you can look past that, if they still do good business with you, you can look past that. If you're looking for a reason to get pissed at them and you don't like them, that's fine. If if it really touched you off in some way, you don't want to do business, that's fine. I'm saying is, for the most part, I don't care what these businesses think or say as long as they do good business. That's just me personally. they probably shouldn't put it out so openly.
1: They, you, no, they should. You just said that about Chick-fil-A. They really should not make this a a calculated risk where they try to get people on their side, people who like I said probably aren't going to buy an $80 fucking softcore porn. No, game. no, but Chick-fil-A doesn't have a
0: banner s- saying their beliefs. That's just what the people that own no, the business believe. But PlayAsia just did that with their tweet. Sure, sure. What I'm saying is if you can get past that, you can get past that whatever. You know, if 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 if, if, if you want PlayAsia to be your one-stop shop for softcore Asia porn games, and it has been for 10 years, you probably still buy it from them. Maybe a small percentage won't. I'm a, fucking, I'm
1: a fucking old salt in softcore porn Asian games, so <laughs> I know where to go. You're going back to the late <laughs> 90s. You're going back to Strip Fighter 2 <laughs> on, on the
0: PC Engine. Uh, Yeah.
1: Alright, so moving on. Just trucking. Um, sadly, I guess. Well, no, it is kind of sad. Um, the PSP shutting down digital operations next year in Japan. What this means is that. Uh, digital copies of PSP games will still be able to be downloaded to your, your Vita um, or to your PS3 and then transferred to your Vita. What it does mean is that the PSP will become a dead system uh, completely. You will not be able to access these games anymore. And this is not surprising to me. And to me, it just seems like a fairly decent time to do, a, a you know, kind of a post-mortem on a system that's probably already had 5 million post-mortems. The PSP was Sony's first and best attempt at uh, portable gaming.
0: Most successful one.
1: Most successful. First first and most successful. Yeah. Um, as much as I enjoyed the Vita for what it was, it was a fucking horrible attempt, and they really tried to guide you those the, memory or cards. Or the Go. They, or the Go was miserable, the, the PSP Go. Um, it may not have had the hugest market here, but it did okay. And in Japan, it was a powerhouse. Uh, if you're an RPG fan, this system is your dream. It has tons of them. And With them shutting it down, I almost feel like more than the... Almost more than the Vita becoming legacy in the U.S. That this is Sony saying goodbye to their attempts at portables. And honestly, they probably should. Because they're not going to compete with Nintendo. Especially not in this market where as much as I don't love it, mobile has become kind of synonymous with a replacement for portable systems. Nintendo will always offer something unique, um, but Sony is kind of in this weird spot where they're, where they're not. Um, so, I mean, that that's where we're at. Um, you it, know, you would, will, you'll still be able to download these games. Uh, if, you, if you've already downloaded them, you'll still be able to... If you've already purchased them, you'll still be able to download them. You just will not be able to get new ones, so it's not like your license is running out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just... It, 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 it While I was never the biggest fan of the system, I did just get one again, and uh, I'm enjoying it, and I'm enjoying it more than I did, and it's
0: a nice little system. Why would they... So for, the Vita will still be functioning, their servers, though, but so why would... I don't understand what, what what's there between the PSP ones, then. Like, what? why is it Why is it such
1: a big deal? Perhaps uh, a separate network, and quite frankly, the PSP has not been a relevant system to them since the Vita launched, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, when they launched the Vita in the U.S., they basically went through with giant brooms and swept everything PSP out of the
0: stores. I guess they figure we can't even keep the servers up to, to sell new software to the PSP people. It's not worth the. It's not worth it. Maybe. Right. So
1: we'll sell the PSP games to the people who own Vitas, which is what they're doing.
0: I guess. Okay, that makes sense. So, not much to say about it. I owned the PSP at one point from a yard sale back in like two thousand five.
1: is, Did you use it?
0: You know, I did. I, oh, played, okay. I, I played a couple <laughs> games on it before I sold it. What did you play? Wipeout. Cause that was a good. It one. It came with some. Adventure game with uh, was it a woman with a staff or a guy with a staff? Uh, yeah, in the probably
1: cover- one of the Untold Legends games.
0: It came with it, and it came with a couple of movies.
1: Oh you no, know, I know the one not not Jade Empire. Yeah, I, I, could I, be I, that just, one. Kingdom,
0: be. Kingdom of Kingdom of something. Yes. Go back and watch the very first Flea Market Madness. I think. Do I mention it in that? <laughs> I think I bought it like in two thousand eight uh, at a yard sale. Otherwise, I have a broken one out there. If someone wants it, it turns on but it doesn't do anything. So. How dead is the Nintendo and the Wii U? It's really <laughs> dead, Ian. It's so dead that they just sold a shit ton of Wii U bundles uh, over Black Friday. Number one seller on Target's website.
1: Now, sadly, that was not the case across the board. But still, I think what that shows is, there. Sadly, with 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 certain Nintendo systems, I feel like the the interest in it comes around too late. Um, it happened with the GameCube, and I think it's happening with the uh, the Wii U. It's obviously happening with the Wii U, because Nintendo has another system in the works. However, it's great to see people jump in. I mean, the package that was being offered was fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it was like for $260, it was the system, and then two of the best games for the system, Smash Bros., you, and... Uh, I mean, my, like, game of the decade out of nowhere
0: surprised the shit out of me, which was Splatoon. So you had $100 worth of free games, basically.
1: 120
0: if oh, for sixty each, and you figured the packing game was, was worth nothing if they did Nintendo Land back in the day. All right. Sure. So three I mean, this systems three years old. Already.
1: So I mean, it's a fantastic bundle, and it's it's one that they don't listen to. I would have bought it if I didn't have
0: it. Yeah. I would have went out and bought it.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say my they, they don't listen to this. Um, I'm contemplating trying to find one for my 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 brother and my sister in law because I mean that's just that's too good of a deal, mm-hmm. and they don't have something modern they want to play online with us, and it's like, well, fuck, here we go. Um, so it was great to see that. And it also confirms that Nintendo still has a a hold on the minds of people who play video games. They might not always want to be first adopters. They might be skeptical of Nintendo's choices or what, the amount of power under the hood. But you throw a Nintendo system deal like that at people, and
0: people are going to fucking snap it up. Nintendo's always had the best value yes. when it came to game systems. They always bundled it... They always did these bundles down the line. No one bundles anymore. I mean, they do, but like
1: Nintendo with the Wii U has consistently had bundles since the day the system came out. I mean, I bought mine with Mario Kart Eight for three hundred bucks, a steering wheel, an extra controller, I, and
0: some shit. I was gonna say say the the Wii, the Wii. I mean, obviously the Wii sold a shit ton of. Another time I used shit ton. I'll stop doing that. I like that word. A lot of... Wii sold a lot of consoles to say the very least, but they had a mini resurgence late into the lifespan when they packaged it with, with Mario Kart on the Wii and then it sold a bunch more again. So it's like there was always like... I mean, obviously the Wii sold, you know, 10 times what the Wii U sold, but I mean, there was always like yeah, okay, starting to die teeny bit. Whoop, now we get a whole other mess of people to buy because now we have a huge bundle. I don't think with they ever
1: the... packaged it with Mario Kart. They did package, it with, sure? new, they did package it with New Super Mario Bros., which was a big one.
0: Sure it wasn't ever with with that? I'm um, almost positive. Okay, they ignore what P- I just said.
1: I, P- I could be wrong. I'll, look, just it, I'll saying, look it up. I, I don't think I'll look
0: it up. Either way, this tells me that we don't know if the NX is coming out next year. I still will see it when I believe it that it's going to be four, only four years between consoles and not five um, but I don't think, someone asked, I think on Twitter, well, does this mean parents will be disappointed they bought it this year? Not at all. Because so it's not like they're going to stop making, uh, Wii U games in the next couple of years, and plus you're still going to have all the games, you could, you can play the same five or six games on the Wii U for the next, like, three years. And that's years. always
1: what I've said. The Wii U, the Wii U is an exception where you only need three games to be interested in to make it worthwhile. Smash, Kart. Splatoon, but then you can expand outwards to things like Yoshi's Willie World, A Zelda Star Fox, uh, which is coming out still, uh, Toad's Treasure Tracker, Bayonetta 2, Wonderful 101, uh, and, and people forget this too, I don't think they're going to be necessarily disappointed because if they do, re- if NX comes out next year, it's not like it's going to launch with Mario Kart 9. It's not going to launch with Super Smash Brothers NX. Mario Kart 8 and Smash Brothers are going to be played for a long time, and to do that, you're going to need a Wii U. Mm-hmm. So, even if the NX came out next year, you're still looking at probably a good two, three years of playtime on this system just for those games alone.
0: Yeah, and then I still I still maintain that they're not going to hold the Zelda back totally; it'll be on both systems. I still believe that. And you have the Starbucks coming out. And Mr. Game Store employee. They did have a Wii bundle with the black system with Mario Kart.
1: Okay. No, like I said, I I was... I I was was almost
0: sure they did that. I
1: was ready to be proven wrong. I think that's when they they switched from the uh, GameCube compatible ones to the non-GameCube compatible ones. You might be right.
0: Well, I know that the mini one was not compatible. Did they do that with the main ones, too? Yeah, the main ones. The main ones, ones, they stopped doing The main
1: ones ended up being non-GameCube compatible.
0: That's such a good reason to get a Wii. Because of the GameCube compatibility. Yeah. Well the
1: good thing is is the majority of them were the majority of the Wii's that were sold oh, yeah. were but, during the period where they were still GameCube compatible. So when people come in they're like, I must have a GameCube compatible yeah. one, I'm like ninety eight No are. problem. Yeah I Nine out of you. ten in the back yeah. are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't honestly I don't think I've come across one of the that didn't have the GameCube ports on it now that I think about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. it's it's far I, more infrequent that I see a non GameCube compatible I, one. And
0: you're in that position right now where it was with like uh, PS ones like five years ago, where you see Wii's at the swap meet all the time now, every week, and they're only like 15, 20 bucks with like with all the shit. Like, okay, there's like three three Wii modes and a couple of uh, uh controllers and like a couple of games and everything. And it's not, like...
1: not at Luna, but I mean, I, and I don't mind saying this. I mean, we're just a, we're a business, but not at Luna. But if you go out in the wild, oh yeah, you can get a GameCube compatible Wii right now for cheaper than you can get a GameCube. Oh, yeah. Because people get it's, hung it's up weird. on look and nostalgia. It's really weird. Yes, but you can get a Wii for you can get a Wii to play GameCube games on for cheaper than you can get your GameCube.
0: Sure. And and then the and then the, the Wii's had a pretty good they didn't break easily either. They're pretty pretty oh, good.
1: Wii Us are pretty robust too. Yeah. Now now Trigg, the owner of Luna, will, will will tell you that uh the Wii U is the biggest cocksucker in the world because uh I mean he hates repairing them. But Wii Us, really? Yes, but the problem is but but the truth is he hates repairing the like three we've ever had in. Oh, you might as well not even take the business then. I mean, uh, he, or, well, th- but that's the Nintendo thing. does it. He's kind of gotten to that point. He's like they break so infrequently, but I hate repairing them. He's like I just don't well, know that I'll ever repair them again. Yeah, he's he, like
0: it's he, point Nintendo can do it for yeah. him. So, oh, well, so yeah, Nintendo's still not dead. Still not dead. Still, still not, got a heartbeat, guys. Still, yeah, they still, you know, <laughs> they they only have more money than most most nations do. do. <laughs> you know, I think they're fine, <laughs> um,
1: Nintendo Nation.
0: So on to a little uh, movie talk. Oh uh, wow, what, a, what? This is a shocker! Fantastic Four sequel pulled from its scheduled spot on June second, two thousand seventeen, which was going to be one week after Star Wars Episode, uh, Episode Eight. What a shocker, Ian! Yeah, I'm I'm stunned. I mean, uh, a- after it did gangbusters at the box office, it did fifty six million domestically and Whew. and one sixty seven worldwide on a and on a. One twenty million budget, which, mm-hmm. if you remember, boys and girls, I'll remind you, you need to double that. You got to that movies. Uh, the, the the studios only earn pr- roughly half of the box office to begin with. Right, sometimes a little lower. It depends upon the weeks it makes the money. Plus, you got to add a good chunk for marketing on top of that. So they lost tens of millions. Fox making this movie, <laughs> they lost tens of millions of dollars. This isn't like losing three to three million on the stupid gem movie. Tens of millions of dollars on what they thought was such going to be a good franchise that they were already talking. They were talking about doing crossovers with the X Men franchise, which is hysterical to think about. Holy shit! Talk about fucking hubris. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's insane. well, they figured this is what we got left. We don't have Daredevil anymore. We have Fantastic Four and X Men. Marvel has everything else, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and X Men's running out of steam though. One or two more movies. Wolverine three, and then the the last um, X Men movie coming out in June. And after that, we might want to do a TV show, and that's it. You know, Hugh Jackman can't be Wolverine forever. No, he's great as, as it. So, I mean, not much more to say about this other than I would love to see the director's cut, which is going to have an hour of footage. This is like the, uh, the new Alien 3. This is say, the
1: like, Alien 3 for generation. Is it going to be a director's cut? Do you think Trank is just going to disown it? It'll not be, have anything to be do like, with uh, it. Uh,
0: if, you get the, if you get the Alien 3 extended cut, it even says that this is not the director's cut because, what was that, David Lynch? No, uh, uh, not David Lynch. Uh, uh, Rodenberg, Fincher. 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 said didn't want anything to do with it after they screwed with this movie and cut out like 45 minutes of it, 50 minutes, and changed it all around. So I can picture them doing it this in 10 years putting out the Trank version which had more action scenes and had all the shit in the commercial that you thought was going to be in the movie and wasn't. Extra scenes of a um, thing attacking like a terrorist camp and supposedly they, they had a fantastic car in it and still probably not a good movie, but at least it had all this other shit in it, not there anymore. Uh, so, I just want, I don't see them ever doing anything. I, this has to go back to Marvel. Remember remember with the Sony leaks a year ago, uh, yeah. saying that Spider-Man is going to go back, they're going to go back. It's gonna, it has, it has to. to. I mean, this is a dead property. I
1: think, I would say within three to five years time, let's just say three, I think everything will be back under the fold of Marvel.
0: I, I'll give it a year and they're going to make you're going to do a deal.
1: The only and, reason I say 3 is because of what could potentially happen with X-Men and TV series.
0: Sure, but they Look, Spider-Man, it was less than six, it was six months. It was less than six months in oh, the sure. movie. No, believe me, I would And love... that Spider-Man actually made money.
1: As an X-Men superfan, I would love nothing more than for X-Men to go back to Marvel. But I just... Well, I That's that's the wild card. The good
0: thing is, if it went back to, to Marvel, they can restart all over and redo it with, the, you know, the original six characters that they wanted to. Or, you, mean, you know, you do The they
1: actual want. first class?
0: <laughs> the actual... Yes, yes, Ian, The actual first class. They've kind of screwed with the timeline a lot. Because now you're going to have, you know, 18-year-old Storm and Cyclops somehow. In the, in the in the early mid 80s which still doesn't really mesh with the timeline and whatever and they're going to have a younger Jubilee even though she shows up in the other X-Men movies in the 2000s Como Calmo. the whole point is that you're going to see eventually Fantastic Four before Frank's dead he'll see a Fantastic Four movie he can go to the theater and watch <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be drooling I'll be feeding him peas in the wheelchair but we'll be at the theater watching Fantastic Four
1: alright we're going to do something we haven't done in a while. We're probably going to keep this fairly brief, but we're going to talk a little bit about the WWE. Well,
0: excellent. it's been a while because yeah. I didn't want to watch the whole year and I really haven't been, but recently I've been tiptoeing back in to see what's been going on.
1: I've been I've been uh, dip- I've been dipping back in a little bit. Uh, honestly, I still like NXT, but schedule-wise Vonnie and I haven't had the time to watch it. So, I haven't had as much exposure to what's been going on recently uh, myself. Um, but we're gonna talk about how uh, in the shitter WWE is right now, uh, and that's the name of our topic, by the yeah, way. Literally on the WWE w- in, in the, the shitter, shitter. <laughs> literally on the computer screen. Um, it's honestly just a bunch of dudes just crapping their pants in the middle of a ring <laughs> right now. Um, that's what it is. So here's here's the basic setup to WWE. Um, you know, taking a wild deuce, uh, going into Survivor Series it was pretty obvious that the um, main event was going to be Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. And everyone was expecting a Roman Reigns uh, heel
0: turn. And really everyone was expecting that? Yeah, a lot of people were expecting a Roman you want, Reigns. You want you want to back turn. up and say that you know like Seth Rollins is has, is out 6 sure. months. So let me let's, let's
1: put, I'm sorry. Let me yeah, let me back up a little bit. So Seth Rollins the uh, World Heavyweight Champion, and honestly, a fantastic champion.
0: Since WrestleMania.
1: Yep, since WrestleMania. powering
0: the company since WrestleMania.
1: Fantastic on the mic, fantastic in the ring, just a, a ridiculously good wrestler all around. Like all good wrestlers, was injured, and like legitimately injured, and put out of commission.
0: Or was ACL at a, a house show.
1: Yep. Oh, at a house show of all fucking things. So... The belt had to be put on the line because they don't know when he'll be back, and you can't just have a a a, a, uh, a so, title around the yeah, waist it's of gonna, someone six to nine months be for yeah. an
0: ACL, which is typical. So
1: they vacate the belt, and they decide that uh, they're going to do a tournament uh, to to get the belt back. So everyone knows that it's going to be Reigns and Ambrose at the end, and everyone's expecting it to be uh, uh, Reigns doing a heel turn, probably getting the belt, and that would maybe you know I, I'm adding to this now, uh, working in Ambrose Reigns' angle up until maybe WrestleMania. But everyone expected a, at least Reigns to win. And everyone, I think, was expecting a heel turn. Um, we did end up with Reigns winning. We did not end up with a heel turn. What we did end up with was Sheamus, who I guess everyone just kind of fucking forgot he had won the Money in the Bank. I mean, I, I'm not making fun of people. I forgot well, that Sheamus had won Money in the Bank. Runs in... In the middle of the confetti celebration, uh, throws it after, I believe it was
0: Triple H, lays him out. Triple H basically did the same thing than Daniel Bryan uh, two years ago.
1: Yep, lays him out, and Seamus runs in, slides the briefcase in, uh, gets the match started, covers him, one, two, three, and... In 2015, Sheamus is your fucking well, world heavyweight champion. Well, this is
0: not a big show, okay?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, that's My, true.
0: It's a questionable... It was questionable to give him the money in the bank to begin with, because he came back from an injury and basically got it right away. Yes. And Sheamus was never a guy that could... I would say he's not a guy that draws. He's mm-hmm. not a guy that sells pay-per-views. No,
1: and I, uh, I, I feel like
0: he also works but.
1: I honestly feel like a lot of guys can work better as a face because they get a lot of creative freedom they normally don't. Um, Sheamus does not work well as a heel. He he just comes across as entirely insincere.
0: He doesn't, work, he well, works, no, mean, he doesn't
1: work well as a face either. No, he works worse but, but, as, he's, a,
0: he's a bully but, as a face. But
1: he, he, I think he works even worse as a heel.
0: I, well, that's a weird argument we're going to have. But, okay, uh, Either way. It he, doesn't matter he sucks. <laughs> he, he works a decent match. But he, he's, not, he's not a draw. <laughs> he, he's just not a draw. He he works a carryable match. He's not a draw. No. That's all the whole point. All. But but the WWE but the is not in a good place right now. They their, last Monday, uh, which would be real quick, that would be the 23rd, November, had their worst ratings in, I don't know, forever. It was like 2.9 million. No
1: fucking kidding.
0: It was like, yeah. Tell me more. They nah. rebounded a little bit this week, but that was also because Monday Night Football had a horrible matchup. Um, so, what do you do? You're in a spot now where John Cena is away. Uh, I think he had injury. Now he's doing acting stuff, whatever. Randy Orton's gone acting stuff. He's not there. So the old Brock is
1: out for a bit, lo- uh, uh, Brock, for a bit longer.
0: Brock, they're realizing we got to save him for a Royal Rumble and for WrestleMania. And boy, do they, they need him working more. Rollins this is point.
1: gone. Cesaro's injured. Cesaro
0: is injured for six months. Shoulder injury. Back when, for like the third time, he's getting fan support. Again, they're not doing anything much with him. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's probably better he gets injured. They're not doing anything with him, um, so he gets injured. So we're talking about a thin roster. Daniel Bryan is not back, cleared by his own doctors yes. for concussion, but WWE does not want him back for some weird reason. So you're looking at nineteen ninety five WWE. Yep, you're looking at the, the dumpster. You're looking where at where is he? <laughs> you're looking at when you know you go from Diesel having one of the worst championship runs ever uh for like 10 months no one cared no one was watching and bret hart was in the, you know in the mid card fighting a guy who was a pirate you know like this is how bad it is right
1: now. No, It's, it's getting to that point. It's pretty
0: bad. And this, but this is what happens, again, when you don't take the time to elevate the talent that you have on the roster the past years. This is what happens when you ignore talent like Dolph Ziggler uh, in the past I years. I goddamn love Dolph. This is, this is what happens when you have a guy who comes in hot like Kevin Owens and don't hot-shot the title on someone like him who could actually have carried the belt right. going forward. Because he
1: could have done that. Because like, Okay, so the, I watched Survivor Series. The, the best match of Survivor Series... Was Ziggler versus Breeze? And Breeze, you don't know him. He's in a, he's, he's from NXT. Mm-hmm. He's fucking fantastic. And him and Ziggler played off each other super well and put on a fantastic match. And Owens has so much support behind him. You're right. They could have slingshotted him
0: they right into the title, him. right into the title, and no one would have bitched about it. And it would have been shocking because he'd had both Intercontinental and that and people would have been talking about it and I would be wow, this is interesting because now I don't know what they're doing right and also you
1: could have kept you you didn't you wouldn't have necessarily had to rewrite all of your story
0: because you'd still have a heel title holder. Yes. And then you can still and the thing about Kevin Owens is that he's not a traditional heel. No. He doesn't automatically get along with other heels. He'll say, Screw you, I'm Kevin Owens to the other heels. No, he basically
1: so, says fuck you to everyone.
0: He's kind of a stone cold Steve Austin. In that respect he is, so then you can have Sheamus come after him and then get you get like a tweener thing mm-hmm. going. Or you can still have him feud with uh, Ryback. who He's been feuding on and off with. I so Fucking if, hate Ryback. The whole point is <laughs> that the whole point is that you have a myriad of possibilities with a new guy versus a guy like Sheamus, who's been around for a while—what six years uh, or so at least—has been champion multiple times. But now you have the automatic Ro- Roman Reigns rematch, which is boring as hell, and I still don't care. And they're no. losing. They lost. They lost me early in the year, but these are the, This is who they've lost. Yes, as fans like me that wanna watch but it's just so terrible. Well, that's what I, w- I wanted to say when we were when I was looking
1: over, you know, topics with you earlier and I didn't say it. I don't want to hate wrestling. No. People people think that I am this overly negative person. I'm not. I want to love wrestling. I really enjoy professional wrestling and I want it to be entertaining. And the bigger problem here is with a thin roster. That means they're going to pull people up from NXT way quicker, which is going to dilute the quality of NXT. And they're still not going to fucking well, do
0: anything with him and on, on the main roster. Or they could finally use their guys like like Bray Wyatt's back to having the Wyatt family. That he should have been he should have yeah, been but he lost. should have been main eventer a year ago. But they screwed him over so many times with Fuse that he constantly. Yeah, but lost. you do
1: realize that yeah. at, at, at Survivor Series he lost to uh, Undertaker and, and Demon Kane. Yeah, that's the whole. Because yeah, yeah, point.
0: Kane's a fucking thing again. The whole point is by this point Cesaro. Uh, 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 Owens, even you can say it should be main main event, being that he beat Cena his first yes. match in. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Ziggler should all have been main eventers. They and would be so much refreshing to have the title being fought between those four or five guys.
1: Ambrose, Reigns, has and, and and Ambrose.
0: Reigns has improved improved sure.
1: enough to be up there.
0: So, so Reign- not for so not for for everyone to, to love him though. No, gets. but but he's improved. I'll
1: give him that. So Reigns, Ambrose, Ziggler, Owens. Cesaro, uh, Cesaro. What I'm, if you, well, if you, I'm just talking about people who are actually still able to wrestle. Okay. I mean, you can still work a main event Ziggler. angle with. I said Ziggler. You can still work a main event angle with four people.
0: Yeah. Instead, what you have now is, which it's not bad, but it's still not good. You have this League of Nations thing now. That's uh, it's, a, it's a new stable. They officially announced on Raw with Sheamus, Rusev, uh, Barrett, and um, a returning um, Del Rio uh who's has it was the US champ with uh, Zeb Coulter as his manager which doesn't make any sense but it's okay whatever so they're going to be like the new new heel stable it's doesn't, okay it's like the new it's like the new authority uh, stable but they're all just they're just, just a foreign group I, I don't just know.
1: don't buy it though because I it doesn't I, make much
0: sense but it, yeah. it's, at least it's something different for them to Instead of... I mean, they got to use so much... Because, she- again, Seamus by himself isn't interesting, so they had to put guys around him, I guess.
1: Del Rio's actually much better in the ring than I remember him being.
0: Oh, no, Del Rio was always... He yeah. was always good in the ring. He was always crazy. No,
1: I'm sure he was. I yeah, he's, I by the way, worry, he's in the best shape that. of his
0: life. He looks in much better shape, too, when he's the back. No, that ripped. I will say. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. He had a fairly decent match... Uh, I think he opened against um, Reigns, and he carried that Reigns match at Survivor Series. That the because the op- they oh, did, the, did they the did, the, did the semifinals and then they did the finals. So okay. yeah, he was against Reigns. It's a it was deadly like- games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 98 Survivor Series. So okay, we're gonna see what happens. Uh, I think once Brock comes back, it'll be more interesting. God damn it! Can you, uh, I'm gonna say something, you, uh, hold- and, and you can fucking t- freeze this, okay? I can't wait for Brock Lesnar
1: to come back. <laughs> okay, I said it. What? I fucking said it. <laughs> it's
0: that bad that you
1: need Brock. Lesnar. I now. still don't like him, but he needs to come back to fucking be, inject something. There's nothing into there. This. It's dead. Yes. It's,
0: it's like the winds are coming through. Yeah. As, even someone an, an ex NXT writer would on Twitter and did his whole line that everything's wrong with it how Vince isn't, doesn't understand it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's out of touch. I mean, Well, he's, he's, so 70, of, he's 70 years old, but even 15 years ago, he was, you can say, out of touch. Sure. That he wasn't responsible for the Attitude Era. It sort of just happened around them. But but even the NXT writer said that Triple H taking over isn't the answer just because it's still a huge business. That, like, wrestling's part of that huge business for everything else involved. And it always bothers me, and it still does. I hate to say it, I don't like on-air characters... Uh, that are actually running things behind the scenes. It just bothers me. No, I, I don't good. like it either. It's but a conflict I, of interest, too.
1: It is. I still think it's better than what we have now.
0: Sure. If you think Triple H will automatically be better than Vince, I could say, yeah, but it's not going to cure everything. Automatically,
1: automatically better? Yes, but by how much, I think, is what, yeah, we, it's what a, it's, we're Yeah, it's going to be a
0: smaller there. degree yes. than I would think people. It's not, It wouldn't be NXT on Raw.
1: We will still get, I think, yeah, I think we're going to get better wrestlers wrestling better matches, but the booking is probably still going to be utter shit.
0: Yeah, it's still going to be a, a whole team more about, well, we got to worry about what how much T-shirt Cena is yes, selling, so exactly. we can't make them look bad. Precisely. All right, that, we'll see you again. We'll see you again at the Rumble for or, or WrestleMania for our next Rassin update. <laughs> Let's talk Civil War trailer. All right, kind of came out of nowhere on Jimmy Kimmel uh, before Thanksgiving. They had uh, Chris Evans, and they had uh, Robert Downey Jr. come out, and then they, they came out with it for a first trailer. It's a pretty long trailer. It's not just a teaser. It's over two minutes. Yeah. Pretty interesting for a, a first trailer, being that there'll probably be a second one that'll probably come out, I'd say, around early February two 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 and a half months before the movie comes out, and what, late April is coming out, uh, something like that. Um, I'm stoked. Yeah, I am um, too.
1: It, it looked great. I don't want to see any more than what it showed, but uh, that, yeah, that was a good trailer. Um, it really kind of... It, it does show how different it's going to be from the comic. Just like, Oh, well, it, yeah. Just, it, you know, it's Civil War and name, just like Age of Ultron was Age of Ultron in name, but this... This is going to be interesting, and what I think is going to be most interesting because I have faith in the um, in the Marvel writers is what they're going to do with the basic concept of the story without it being. Because it doesn't, it seems like it's going to be a more contained storyline, whereas the actual yes. Civil War storyline expanded into all aspects of Marvel. Yeah, this isn't going to be eighty heroes; going to be twelve. They obviously can't do that, yeah. so I, I, I'm interested in seeing what they do, and I think it looked pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to it's it's obviously going to Black Panther is the big biggest reveal of this trailer that he's in there. He looks great. Yeah, he does. It looks fantastic. I,
1: I've, but his costumes always look fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, his costumes look almost like you know, I hate to say he's like a BC character. You wish. It was on an A character, how good that costume is. It's yep. fantastic. Yep. Um, so it's going to sort of piggyback off of, um, I guess, well, it wasn't in... was wh- wh- he from uh, in, in the Marvel Universe? What's his... Wakanda. Oh, okay. I, wh- that wasn't what What was in Age of Ultron, was it? Or was it South Africa? No, it was. It was Wakanda? Yes, yeah, Wakanda. Okay. So that it makes more sense. Because it, then yes. it's going to piggyback off of that disaster that they tore down skyscrapers and stuff and Tony Stark was trying to mitigate loss of life, he even says it, let's go over there, there's less people, blah, blah so something bad's gonna happen the beginning of this movie where another disaster happens. Then they're gonna force them to crack down and have some sort of uh, generalized authority over the Avengers and register. Right. It, it wasn't clear about the registration, of the heroes, but it's assumed that it, it would be assumed. They, I would think. they
1: have not made that clear. However, they have made clear that the general story arc is going to follow the general story arc, as in starts with tragedy,
0: leads to separation. Sure. General Ross is back from Incredible Hulk, which is is great to see see him again back to tie in that movie again remember that was a Marvel Universe that was the second one uh, The Incredible Hulk from 2008 so that's tied in at least with General Ross being back uh, from that um, and then you have your two teams they did not show Ant-Man in the trailer but he's confirmed to be a, a decent sized part and the other big thing was no Spidey in the trailer, which I agree with. Leave him out for no, now.
1: No, he's going to be a... Uh, and that's why I don't want... I'm afraid they'll put him in the other trailer. I just Oh, want, they're
0: going to they're oh, show him.
1: I want his reveal to surprise me in I the think...
0: Theaters. I would hope that they're going to show maybe five, ten seconds of him in the trailer, but not. they're not going to show...
1: Even. I mean, obviously, people I mean, who hell, are just used to trailers... Sure.
0: They've already cast... They cast uh, uh, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. So that show, tells you that this will not be just a cameo. No. There, there will be... A side storyline of Spider-Man woven into this. I think I,
1: I think I said it to you before. I I expect Falcon to be upped in 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 um, presence in this movie. Sure. and I expect
0: versus versus Civil War. He had a pretty big part in Civil War. You mean... Uh, I mean, Winter I mean, Soldier. A, a Winter Soldier.
1: He did, but I mean, he was in and out. I, I expect him to be more prominent, and I expect people like Black Panther... I, I don't know which one. Black Panther or Spider-Man to kind of fill a, a Falcon-type role. I think they're both going to have fairly decent, impactful moments in the movie. Yes.
0: I think from the trail, you can infer that Black Panther has... He's on one side, maybe, at one part of the movie. Maybe he crosses over. Maybe he does his own thing. Maybe he's just trying to defend his kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know yet even... We, I mean, we know that uh, Baron Zemo is going to be in this movie. Right. Crossbows is going to be in this movie. So it's not just the heroes versus each other. There's going to be other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So this could be like, I hate, to, I hate to predict how long these movies are going to be, but I can't see this being longer than, oh, excuse me, shorter than two and a half hours. No, it's, it's going
1: to be like two and a half. And if I had to guess, about an hour and forty five minutes, something's going to happen that's going to reluctantly pull them together and and, and bring them against. You the think top. so? I mean, and that's my only issue is because while this does. I, I liked the Civil War storyline and I, I I think this is going to be a very good movie. It it's I'm almost worried that it could potentially be two Avengers-like in that they're always fighting with each other and then at the end there's going to be a common ground.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think this could be one of those ones that gets worked out in between but then there's still... There's still uh, blood, bad blood between them, and who knows. I do not see Captain America being killed at the end of the movie. I think that would be a huge mistake, especially, uh, no. well, because, especially with the Infinity Wars coming up and everything else. Well, and, he, and Chris, and I, think, I think Chris Evans has kind of changed his mind on the character from what he's been saying, that he he wouldn't mind playing the character more and acting more. So we'll see what well, happens. It'd be a shame.
1: People need to re- uh, plus, people, Most people don't realize that um, Captain America did not die at the end of Civil War. He died after. Immediately after, but plus, after.
0: Plus, these movies are huge. Civil... Up. Uh, a uh, Winter Soldier did huge business. That's, people forget. Like
1: that's one of my favorite action movies in years. That movie just.
0: I think. I think people. I mean, let's put it this way. Warner Brothers was so scared when they announced. The release date. Remember, Batman v Superman was supposed to be the same. Did they, they pushed it up? Yeah. Not afterwards. They pushed it before to make sure people saw their movie because they saw the business that business that Winter Soldier did. Winter Soldier did huge business. People were not expecting. It went like double what the first, more than double what the first Captain America did. Yeah. People weren't expecting that because no. it was just so goddamn good. I mean, it, it just it's, was. It's,
1: it's an extremely tight, nearly perfect package of an action movie. Yeah, whether besides, you, what, besides, what, besides whether, being besides being a superhero
0: you like movie, superheroes are not. Yeah, you could just say it's a pure action movie yeah. with, with like a thriller aspects thrown in Yep. that it's so good. So, uh, yeah, th- we're looking at, we're looking at a big year next year. I mean, I know you don't like Batman v Superman, and we'll talk about, talk about that in a bit. But you have that Civil War. The new X Men movie is probably going to be a good. Apocalypse. Then you have Doctor Strange, which is probably be a mind f of a movie. I can't wait for that, that one. That's
1: that's the one I'm most. Looking that's advanced I, I
0: November. They push back to November. Yeah. Um, you have that next so. year. You're going to have uh a, another Star Wars movie at the end of next year. You keep forgetting about these other Star Wars movies coming out. Uh, and I'm probably even forgetting ones that come out next year. Oh, Deadpool in February. We keep forgetting about Deadpool, which will probably be entertaining. All this stuff it Should it's be just, amusing I mean, We're not at the, we're not at the uh, Burnout point yet For superhero movies But we're at the We're at the, at least The peak of them Trying to realize that well, These can't be cash ins They have to be good stories And entertaining yes. And Disney realizes that After they see After they took over uh, with, with, uh, with Winter Soldier And Guardians of the Galaxy That we have to put out Quality movies That maximizes our profit These yeah. have to be good movies And speaking of good movies, let's watch the Batman V trailer now. We're going to do this live. We're going to try to sync this up and then do our live reaction. Ready? All right. three. Three, two, one, Click. position on the bad vigilante in Gotham. Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear thinks he's above the law. The Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the law is a little hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff-piece editorial about an Alien. You could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City and me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns.
1: Boys! Hmm. Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hi. Hello. Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow. Wow. That is a
0: good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. Is this a joke?
1: I, uh. I, I don't know. I think it is. Oh, good, we got. You're gonna go to war.
0: Has brought the war to us.
1: You know, you can't win this. It's suicide. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. You're
0: psychotic.
1: That is a three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds.
0: It's time you learn what it means to be a man. Stay down! If I wanted it, you'd be dead already.
1: If man won't kill God, the devil will do it. What have you done? Doomsday? Doomsday? Oh my god! Are we really? Oh, come on! Cause we need destruction porn, but we can't let Superman do it again. Oh, funny jokes!
0: Are you fucking serious?
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, let's talk about how awful that looked. Um, I'd like to bring up that they basically blew in that trailer that the Batman v Superman part of it is going to happen at like the midway or two-thirds point because then Doomsday comes in and then Gal Gadot comes in as Wonder Woman. Uh, the initial uh, part of that trailer was just fucking unbearable to watch and uh I don't believe that. I don't believe that people are <laughs> re- applauding for it. I don't. I mean, I thought. I think my eyes are. How do you make? It? I mean, I'd like to go back to the oh era where God. the second trailer was the only thing we saw because I'd like shit because that movie would have been better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they are trying so hard. Um, I I really I, I really saw. planned on seeing this movie. I I, I really I honestly don't want to sound like Ian like like I know I know it's a joke that Ian sh- shits on these movies and and not me as much but that was that was that was not good no that was abysmal that dialogue was fucking terrible is she with you it's about <laughs> a whole mi- I'm not saying you how to cut your trailer. But how about not a whole minute scene that, wow, there are Clark Kent's meeting Bruce Wayne and asking about the Batman, and then L- Luther comes in, and it's just like, what? What? what is it? What was that, a comedy routine they were going for? That wasn't serious, was I it? I don't
1: know. I that don't wasn't know. serious. Can we just cut it? I don't want to talk about it anymore. No, we have to talk about <laughs> it. We just We did. have to talk about it. We
0: just did. No, no, we have to talk about it. So they blow the surprise of Doomsday being in the movie. movie. But, but, but what, worse, what? worse. so they blow the so, surprise
1: of doomsday being in the movie, but worse, they also show that that's where Wonder whoa, Woman comes gets, out to comes hell. in, which to me, like I just said immediately after watching it, means that the whole Batman versus Superman aspect that everyone was expecting this movie to be, and I'm just guessing here, but that trailer was pretty clear cut. Has to happen before the 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 final act. That's got that's
0: got to be twenty minutes left in the movie, she, or twenty five minutes left in the movie. She right. shows up. So
1: so the the B versus S is not the is not the climax.
0: Oh, we always knew that. Well, even yeah, more so than, but, than, than, than than than. But than Civil we War. never
1: knew how it was going to be. And, and well, now and, we know how it now, is. It's, it's,
0: it's Lex Luthor getting Doomsday, who looks like was harnessed by getting Zod's body or something. Do we really need to shoot to blow our wad? When you have Batman versus Superman, why do you need to add Doomsday, Doomsday. the guy who killed Superman in the comics, were the most iconic modern day his most iconic modern day Superman villain? Why do you have to put him in the movie?
1: Yeah, why does that have to be something that has to happen right away? That's so desperate. Well, it's it's desperate. And it also shows to me no faith in the ongoing presence of this cinematic universe. Holy the shit. The fact that well, if we want to get Doomsday in, we better bring him in now because we may not get a chance Well, later. we
0: knew we, they were they had no faith in a Superman standalone. Yeah. This is a three minute trailer.
1: And I got nothing out of it. I actually got less out of it, I think, than I did the prior. No, trailers.
0: I'm I'm being i t- I'm not even trying to, I know you said you're a moral family. No. I had I had more faith in this based upon the last trailer. I have less faith in it now. I know that dialogue is not Zack Snyder's forte. Then why expose it in the trailer to this expense? They did a first I hold the first whole minute is bad dialogue. Come
1: to my side, Patrick.
0: This movie is going to be fucking miserable. This is going to be shit. Yes, it's, I, I don't care if it makes
1: uh, five hundred million dollars. This is going to be shit. Right? People are going to throw numbers in my face, and I don't give a shit what numbers they throw. This is going to be a fucking joke of a movie. It, this this is going to be. Mm, I don't want to say it because it's going to be a loaded statement, but this is not going to fare well. This is going to fare about as well as some of those 90s Batman.
0: Now movies. you know why they're moving this movie to away before yeah. uh, Civil War, because if the Civil War comes out before this, this is going to be a laughing stock compared to Civil War. Yeah, we'll have another it, big and- battle scene in the city blowing up. Although yes. everything crumbling, I said again. It
1: right during it. I mean, they they have real to, fucking interesting,
0: real they, interesting.
1: They have to get their disaster porn in somehow, and they don't. Everything's to do gray and good.
0: dark. Uh, the, the
1: effects of dooms they look like shit. Uh, as an aside, the Superman shots of Superman as Superman always make him look creepy and evil. Which I thought Superman was Superman looks of, evil. Yeah. yeah, like when he's rising up with the red eyes and shit. Like he's it, it. It almost seems like in this trailer he is portrayed as the bad guy at every turn.
0: I like I like how the sense of urgency. Batman's ready to get fried to a crisp by Doomsday, so Wonder Woman sweeps in with her, with her shield, and they have time to sit around and make funny jokes while Doomsday is standing there in front of them. Just awful. And then they have the iconic shot of all three... Of- all three of them. Like, okay, now it's on between uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman versus We're Doomsday. We're going to start
1: the Justice League. So you the basically next movie. they gave
0: away every every plot point yes. of of the film ba- between your. Oh, there's this vigilante. They meet each other. Uh, they have the fight. I want to take you down. It's Luther pulling the strings. Now here's here's Doomsday. Now here's Wonder Woman. Here's the fight between all three they of reconcile. them. Reconcile. Uh, destruction porn. End of movie.
1: The entire movie is there for you to watch right now. Just watch all three trailers. You don't need to go to the theaters to see this.
0: I'm missing out on buying a burrito. It's going to close because I had to go over this trailer.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to close because I, I mean it's hard to close. I have to pee, two, and then we have to do Q and A. But that oh, was uh, that was not that
0: was not good. Woo! Okay, we recovered from that. We had to take a break to recover from that Batman v Superman <laughs> Dawn of Justice trailer. I'm glad, God that, almighty. I'm glad that Pat's not on my side with that. There's really no... Well, there, I, well I never thought it was going to be excellent, but I I didn't think I would get closer to your point of view that quickly <laughs> from one three-minute trailer. <laughs> All right. From that. Wow. So, Q&A time. Q&A.
1: Pat, this is from uh, John mc 14 How did you objectively review games for your book that you might not like, i.e. the Mega Man franchise?
0: Well, I reviewed one out of the six Mega Man games, Mega Man 4. But I think what it comes down to when you review games is that any bias you have has to be thrown out and you have to look at video games you're always comparing them against others in the genre and in the time period what subconsciously or not. So even if you don't like a Mega Man game or if you don't like a Ninja Gaiden game you're comparing it either against other ones in the series or other similar games in the library and that's just basically where you start from. So even if you don't like certain premises you have to look at okay the gameplay, the controls, your know, graphics sounds uh, the level design. That stuff's always going to come into your head, uh, regardless of whether or not, at the surface, you can say, yeah, yeah, Pat hates Mega Man games, it's an actor, or whatever. Um, you have to look at it versus the other games. Obviously, obviously, none of the six Mega Man games are bad games. You know, They're all above average to excellent. Um, so, that's the way you go about something like that, and then, yeah, you play the other ones, or you just know that you have played... There's so many action platformers on the NES. Right from Shatterhand, uh, to Ninja Gaiden, uh, you know, to a game even like, uh, looking at like Goonies 2, you know, like there's, there's tons of games that you can, in your mind, you've played before that you know, even subconsciously, you're comparing it to hundreds or more, uh, of that genre on the NES. I don't know about you, Ian, if you haven't thought, you, you've probably reviewed games that you No, thought... I
1: did. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's just a matter of going into it, um, I think a lot of times when people talk about how much they hate or how much they love a game it's 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 a show they they want to prove something um not necessarily like uh in a big way but you know they 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 want to you know kind of stake out what they like and they don't like but it's really not hard to objectively uh review a game um like Pat said you simply do it by taking into account the era that the game was released in and you compare it um when you go into a review um or at least you should. When you go into a review like Pat and I did when we were doing the, 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 the reviews for this book, we're not going into this review worried about what other people think or really worried about what we think. We just need to get some information out there. So and I do like baseball games, it's kind of a bad example, but you know, you play nine baseball games and you it's it's easy, even if you don't love the genre to be like, okay, this one after you've played enough, this one definitely controls better. Okay, sure. I'm having more fun with this one. Just mm-hmm. like you said with action platformers. They don't have to be your thing. RPGs don't have to be your thing. But you you can you can tell. I think anyone who
0: likes video games is able to tell
1: when something is done to a yeah. to a
0: good standard or not. Um probably my my least favorite movie genre is musicals. But you can have me you can sit me down and have me watch five musicals and I'd be able to tell you which ones are better than the others or worse and why? Sure. Just from uh, technical st- standpoints and creative aspo- aspects, I could do that for you. I could rank them or give them a star rating. And the same could be said for video games. Like Ian said. Handling, it, control, yes.
1: graphics, sound.
0: Yeah. If you don't like racing games, well, there's other racing games in the system you probably play, and you can compare into that even in your head. Just because you don't like the racing genre doesn't mean you couldn't do that. Like, like Ian said, there's like 18 baseball games on the NES. Fortunately, I reviewed almost all of them. Ian did a couple. I did like 16 of them. So even if I hated baseball games, I could say, well... Roger Clemens is a hell of a lot worse than Bo Jackson baseball. Sure. That's why I gave Roger Clemens baseball like one star, and Bo Jackson got like three. You know, because Bo Jackson is just a better game in comparison, and that's the way it works. Okay, this is from uh, Shawnee underscore 2087. Is the change.org petition for re-release and modern design Dreamcast a crazy demand Last expectation from Sega. Ian, so, what do you think? So
1: okay, so he was more reasonable in the way he asked this question. I actually like this guy, so I'm not. I, I I do want to say that we are answering this question because it was directed to us like six times. Okay, it's it's not fucking happening. Okay, it it is a crazy demand or expectation. Um, I can probably I I I, can, I know of at least three three change.org. Uh, petitions that have gone up over the past five years for Sega to come back into the market magically with a Dreamcast 2 they're not going to Sega's never coming back you can do all the petitions you want it's just dumb um, they don't they, I, they, I think, they've completely redirected their business
0: I think people don't under- people like to dream but don't understand what business practices are. Don't understand what makes smart business. The same people that think that Nintendo should abandon their console market right. for no good reason, otherwise, other than they want to see Mario games on a PS4, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, which makes no sense to Nintendo. The R and D for Sega, especially since they've been out of it for 15 years, the R and D alone for Sega to come back and develop a new system would be, I don't know, tens of millions of dollars or something to be able to compete with a PS4. Yeah. You know, like, are you like, are you serious?
1: Well, it's just and, a company
0: that has oh, all but abandoned, all but their biggest franchises because they're not making money on software anyway. They're all of a sudden, going to magically walk waltz back into the you know into the console arena to compete,
1: right? And the petition doesn't mean anything, anyways. I mean, who knows who's signing this? Is it thirteen-year-olds, fourteen-year-olds, twenty-one-year-olds, forty-year-olds? Who, who cares? It 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 doesn't represent an actual consumer base. It represents people being like, "Oh, I finally remember the Dreamcast. I'd like to say it back."
0: Yeah, I hate to say it's just naivety or, or just nostalgia. It, yeah, that's what it is. It, it's just, it's it's not happening.
1: No, and this is and what it I just really, isn't what I would really like to point out for perhaps future podcasts, depending on how long we keep this going, years on, is that this happens all the time specifically for Sega coming out with a Dreamcast 2. This is not the first. This is like the fifth time. It's never going to happen. It's, guys,
0: it's not like the Dreamcast made Sega money. Right, exactly. It's not, they, I mean they I mean they sold a decent amount but they didn't make money it, on it. They left the business for a reason. They, they didn't have a success they haven't had a successful console since the Genesis died and that was 20 years ago. So just get over it. Yeah, it's, okay, yeah. All right. This is from at tasteless one. Do you think aftermarket CRT TVs will be made in the future for retro gaming? Uh, no,
1: I think it's, I think it's an interesting question. Um, but unlike a, say a company like hyperkin, I guess that makes uh, aftermarket controllers for retro gaming where there's a market for it, uh, relatively cheap overhead, uh, you know, things like that. Easy to do. Um, the technology for CRT TVs is getting to the point where it's going to be so out of date that it's actually probably going to be fairly expensive to do that again in the future if they wanted to, uh, and there's not going to be a big enough market to create. To, it, it's the same reason why the expansion packs for Nintendo Sixty-Fours, uh, the the ones they make in modern times, are so expensive. It's because that you have to convince someone to keep an assembly line around to make yeah. a 4-megabyte fucking RAM chip, which is not going to be used for anything. Mm. Well, you would need to set up an entire production plant just to put together CRT TVs that are specifically going to be marketed to retro gamers. And,
0: and at this point, will cost just as much as getting an LCD TV because LCDs are so cheap. Right. Because of the technology. You make, you'd have to, reinvent, you'd basically have to reinvent the wheel to make these again.
1: I don't see it happening. There are PVMs out there. There are CRTs out there. Many of these are built very, very well. Yes, there's going to come a point where, unfortunately, and I think it's in the way future where these things aren't way, going, future. Yes, way future. Yes, so many
0: there's so many TVs that yeah. are still around.
1: There will be a point where they're no longer around, and that is I mean, sad. Hell, but
0: you can probably go to some Best Buy warehouse and they still have CRTs in the back.
1: For the remainder of our lifetime, I think we're probably set on CRT TVs.
0: I, I think we're going to see more. I mean, you see it now is you have uh, you know up converted to make sure you can still use it. I mean, hell, that's hell, what you, I see too. Even else, even most LCD TVs, I'd say for the next twenty years, are going to have composite on it. Not just component composite yeah. will be on there because I realize that hey maybe someone has some weird device they want to hook up and it, plus it doesn't cost me anything. It's part of the component to have the composite on it, you know. So. A, a lot of them don't even put composite on. They just put a component on there that auto switches between exactly. composite. But I'm saying that'll be around TV for the next 20 years anyway, 30 years. So you don't have to worry about that. What I do think you might see in the future, though, the only lost technology will be light gun technology. So maybe someone will come up with some sort of a wireless adapter for a, a, a zapper if there's money in it, or maybe it'll just come out. You know, I can picture a company doing, you know, there's, there's two, there's two um, uh, controllers that came out, the ProBeam. And what was the other one on the NES that came out that had that had the uh, the sensor on it? So maybe someone, a hyperkin, will come out with the wireless, or, or not wireless, but they could. They'll come out with a zapper that doesn't need the click, maybe. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I could see that. Otherwise, no, no there's no money in TVs. They're too bulky and expensive to manufacture and get over here for what? For the retro game market, you're a lot smaller than you think, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. RoboFat64 asks... Do you guys think it's legal, ethical, to charge money for repros, homebrews, like Mother, or uh, BS Zelda?
0: Well, it's definitely not legal. No. You're using copyrighted games. And even if you change them, you don't own it. Same thing like remixing music. You don't own the copyright uh, to that music. It's definitely not legal. You want to talk about ethics? Well, it depends upon what your ethics are. Um, if you think it's ethical to, uh, to change around a game and then charge money for it, I mean, Nintendo doesn't care, honestly. They're not going to care. There
1: are people who want these things, and I, 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 I can't argue with people wanting to play something like the Satellaview Zelda. Okay? Sure. So what it really comes down to is what are you charging? It's kind of like when people say something is free, but they charge shipping and handling. You know, how much more are you charging than, than, than parts and labor? Now... Sure, you should probably be able to make a profit. You've put some work into it, but you're also profiting off of other people's other people's
0: work. So yeah, you're putting in one percent of the work that someone's put in. Yes, the ninety nine percent. It's right?
1: very tough and it's very great. I'm going to use an example. There is a fantasy zone game for the PC Engine um, that never got released. Uh, it plays like Space Harrier, and for whatever goddamn reason, I cannot remember the name of it right now. When we were at Portland Retro Gaming, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, that might be a cool thing to own." Because I like Fantasy Zone, like the uh, PC Engine, and it looks like a pretty amusing game. Except for the fact they were charging $120 fucking dollars for the repro on CD. That, to me, is uh, completely devoid of ethics. That is not yeah. ethical. It's not legal, and we've already discussed yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But charging $120 for a and granted, it was a nicely packaged repro, but still, it is a There's, repro of something you put no money yeah. into. That is a freely...
0: It's not like a card actually costs money, To CD. That's... It's a
1: CD, it's freely available online, and you probably could have just... I mean, anyone with, with the know-how could have put one together for fucking $30. $4? Well, I mean, if you really wanted... I'm saying a one-off, if you really wanted to do your own with a nice manual and stuff. Oh, whatever, if you want to print it yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're probably looking at 30 to 40
0: tops. Sure. So, and they're doing it in bulk, uh-huh. and it's costing them a dollar each in bulk. So
1: I think it's totally a gray area. Oh, sure. I mean, legal, like we said, obviously not. Um, ethical, you are going to have to come to that decision on your own. Yeah. But I, I, I feel uh, like...
0: My ethics, you know, this is where we, we usually... We, not, we don't agree on everything, but in ethics, when it comes to this, we usually are pretty much on, at the same yeah. spot. But your ethics are different than ours. So I mean, like I said, you're not you're not taking money out of Nintendo's pocket. No. So
1: if you you're really not, want this 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 thing that's 120, go for it. But I have a my question is where my, do they get off charging 120? No,
0: it? Uh, no. This isn't this isn't like selling a little Samson repro, which I'm, You know, fully no. against this is something to me that you know you're not hurting someone. No one's going to get screwed out of it thinking it's a real deal. When it's, it's just it, kind of fucking cheesy. Uh, there you go. It's cheesy. It's kind of like why I think I, I subconsciously stay away from. Uh, I, I don't even call them like homers. More like I, I, they're hacks. When you, when you take someone else's game and change them, like like Zelda Outlands, they're hacks. I sort of subconsciously sort of stay away from it because it's like maybe I I'm more appreciative of the, of the original people that did it versus the people that are changing. it. I don't know. Not to say that it could be bad the work you're doing. I just want I'd rather stay with the real deal. And at Mr. Jared Roberts. How do you deal with people who think they're experts but in reality don't know what they're talking about? I'm guessing when they think, they're talking about retro video games, I'm guessing they're referring to.
1: I get this sort of thing all the time at work. And, uh, you know, nine years, ten years ago when I started at Luna, um, I, I felt it was not not to lord it over people, although I'm sure people immediately think that's what I was doing. Um, I kind of felt the need to educate or correct um, so when they would you know, accidentally label a the game they're like, oh, you know, talking to a buddy, this is an RPG and it's like a shooter or something I'd be like, actually it's, it's very different than what you think just so you know, so you don't buy a game that you don't know what you're getting um, but these days I just, I put my head down because it's not worth it I had a guy who came in the other day and insisted insisted that the Playstation 4 was simply running on two 32-bit engines What am I going to fucking say to a guy like that? I mean, where do I even
0: start? Where did you get that false information?
1: Well, sure, but I mean, that's not going to lead anywhere because he was absolutely convinced that this was the case. And that's the sort of thing... You know what? Honestly, unless it's affecting your sale, your transaction, your trade, your dealing, unless it's someone who is close to you, who is your friend, who you would like to have the right information, the easiest thing to do is just let these fucking people think that they know... Everything in the world and move on it's not worth stressing over
0: I've had people that to my face have told me about the NWC cart and said that like it included games that weren't on it, like Sightbike. and it's got a special version of Clue land on there i, no, hear. I mean they, they didn't mean they didn't mean malice but i don't i don't i don't, I don't I don't I in my head I enjoy the fact that they don't know much and I know a lot more than just the fact that but I'm not gonna spoil it, because I mean it's more fun to hear him go on sure. and, and bloviate. I just want to use the word bloviate. Well, that, that, no. about it. And that is it's the right that is
1: the right word though. Um, and that's kind of the thing. Like the guy who told me that the PS four was two thirty two bit engines, um, I, he's like that all the time with everything. He knows Probably less about video games than a fucking five-year-old. Yet he's in the yeah. store all the time talking like he knows more. I
0: guess I've dealt with it. You've dealt with it, but uh, me and the opposite because it's me. It's me having sellers sure. that know less than me, but are pretending they know about stuff and give, throwing out. I, it, there's no shame, in, in meaning you don't know. You don't know something. No. This goes back to when you work in the corporate world. Um, you, I was more respectful of people, and people were more respect you if you say, you know what, I don't know that. Let me look it up and get back to you. Yeah. Because it shows that you're not some sort of blowhard. You're not a know-it-all. You're not perfect. No one, no one knows everything. I told
1: I, you to look up the Mario Kart seven or the Mario Kart
0: thing, and you were right, and that's fine. No, you didn't tell me to look it up. You said that you were for sure, but I no, was <laughs> for sure. I said go ahead and check. But um, no, I go to conventions. Um, I still go to conventions, and you learn stuff from sellers all the time. That well, I didn't know about that. You look at something. Well, I didn't know this release was like that. I you know? learned something about PC Engine games
1: that I didn't know when I was at Retro Game Expo. I, I saw
0: a um. Too many games. Someone had a a rental case Super Scope in a rental case. I didn't know that this before. Neither did I. Someone sent me an email recently, and it was a Super Nintendo uh, set that had um, Super Mario All-Stars, the Super Game Boy, and the Super Game Boy uh, Guide, which I had. Now, the guide I almost never see, and I always wondered where that come out. It came with this set. You know what? I've never seen that set before. Have you seen that set before? No. It was probably very limited. I didn't know that. So he said, oh. I, I responded to the guide, you know what? I've never seen that before. Really cool. And now I know where I got my guide from, That where my guide came yeah. from. I didn't say, oh, I've seen I've the guide. Seen... I've seen the guide, oh, yeah. but I've never seen the set. But You don't see the guide ever, but now you know it must have come from that set. Well,
1: like I said, I've, I have seen the guide. I've ne- I've, I never even knew it came from a set. Well, it
0: has, because it has, I never saw it. Sure. It didn't come free with Nintendo Power. No. Um, but the whole point was that I could respond, and, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Well, uh, no, I was, like, oh, I was like, what's the point of bragging about something if you're lying? Right. You Don't you want to live with yourself <laughs> at, the end of the day, at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Like, you're not cooler for pretending. You're just not. No. So just be honest. You'll be more respected. Plus, people can read and see through bullshit. Yes. They can.
1: There's a bit of hesitation that comes around when you learn something new and then you pretend like you knew it, and it's very, very easy to spot. Sure. I mean, it is. There's that... Moment
0: hesitation that's just not natural. People can see it. People can tell. Oh, give me that look, Ian. Give me that look. Anyway, um, that was fun. This is a fun podcast. I was we, getting... we went through a lot. We bloviated. I'll use that word again. We bloviated. I'll, we'll do the live reaction to Batman v Superman. You were a couple of seconds ahead of me because mine stuttered, but I'll 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 just do where you started from. But wow, that was painful. I actually tweeted out while we were talking about it before. Really enjoyed the Batman v Superman gag reel that was released. Looking forward to the trailer. <laughs> I, I, um, so that hopefully get, we'll get uh, responses uh, we have a Patreon for the podcast patreon.com slash pixel sickle yes thank you for all your and, support so far and there's a nice book Kickstarter out there right now there's a nice book you might have heard of Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library 1985 to 1995 over 450 full color pages really nice 9x12 hardcover book that I'm still working on and finishing up that's at ultimatenes.com you can pre-order your copy now until December 22nd I missed that on a, on a burrito, unfortunately, but I have uh, some chicken uh, over there, and carne asada. I can grill up. God, I'm hungry. I did even work out uh, for Ian Ferguson. Anything else, to add, Ian?
1: I'm in a calorie deficit, so I'm very I, hungry. Too. I'm
0: on a deficit right now too. Yes, I've been working the heavy bag, getting the kicks in. I do like four different types of kicks. I do drills again, <laughs> going back, going back to my days watching watching Bloodsport every day in my living room and, and copying the kicks, <laughs> which I did. There you go. But my my flexibility is, is mostly gone now. I'm Pat Contry. I'm uh I'm Ian. Bye. Bye. God that was an awful trailer. Oh, it was so bad, dude.